work on that sports changes on a dime. Two men cover the happenings of it all. What's up, everybody? Professional Wrestling. We said the wrestling world was going to change. CM Punk is all elite, and honestly, it couldn't have gone better. I think it's possible that Goldberg beats Lashley and that Big E beats Goldberg. Because I don't see Big E beating Roman. I thought ROH was a pile of crap. I think corporate ROH is gross. First of all, the Nick Gage entrance is one of the most insane things I've ever seen in my life. The Edge deal is up next year. Do you think he gets here AEW if he's still healthy? I think that he's a WWE lifer, honestly. Don't forget that the only reason WWE cleared him to begin with was because AEW was going to, and they were trying to sign him. Mixed martial arts. And I think everything leads towards Sandhagen, but I I don't know. I think TJ could surprise some people. I'm choosing Sandhagen, um, especially with his last two performances. The Aldermaid Sterling and Piotr Jan running that back, and the winner of this should definitely get the next title shot. I thought Connor looked fantastic with the kicks. When he got rocked with punches, he went for the guillotine. That was the stupidest move. Do you hear Dustin after the fight admitted, though, that there was like a second there where he was like, oh God, he might have me. Do you think Pena has a chance against Man Nunez? The card isn't very good, in my opinion. Even the undercard, I don't think is that great. When Gon and Lewis could potentially be really boring also. That's possible. Definitely. Boxing. Jake Paul by knockout, probably pretty early. It's pretty telling when uh, Jake Paul was like, let's put up our persons against one another and Woodley wouldn't do it. I think Tyron Woodley's going to win this fight. He's going to throw combinations at Jake that Jake hasn't seen yet. First off, I'm going to say congratulations Tyron Woodley for making $2 million. I would like to see Vitor and Jake because I think Vitor would beat Jake's ass. Left by a lot so funny that this is the boxing people talk about most instead of the best boxers fighting. This is what boxing has become. The promoters have not allowed the best fighters to fight the best. They protect their own interests, they protect their fighters, and they never let the best fight the best. And there's multiple champions in the same weight class, and they still won't fight each other to unify the belts. And this is what has allowed YouTubers to come in and take over the sport. And much, much more. I have them this weekend. I'm just going to let the board fall to me. Dalvin Cook, Zeke, CMC. Hopefully I can get one of those running backs. I did my draft tonight, as y'all can see with my Viking jersey on. You have like your really, really top tier wide receivers, but then there's a pretty big drop off. They didn't speak English. So like the UFC like wasn't getting them title fights as fast as people who did speak. So it absolutely was happening for, for a time in the sport. The reason why I brought that up though is because of the Stephen A thing, because I think it's a moronic, a moronic viewpoint to take. Yeah, I mean, we just saw Andre Olovsky show up on AEW Dynamite. Like, I, Not only that, we've seen Junior Dos Santos, Andre Olovsky. We've seen Cejudo on Dynamite. We've seen Vitor Belfort on Dynamite. We've seen Jorge Masvidal yeah. and Amanda Nunez. Like, it just, like, the fact that Tony Khan actually just did that. Fightful. 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 Steven Jensen. Yeah, that's the stuff I got going on. Uh, Fightful Select Weekend Podcast. Support Fightful and Fightful Select. Doug from RVD Tito for Loyal. Are we having fun yet? Because this thing has just got taken to a completely different level. Straight, straight from YouTube.com. Live rounds. The marksmen have arrived. Have arrived. Watching live rounds with Doug and Steven and being introduced to you by the real IWGP World Heavyweight Champion, Will Ospreay. What's up, everybody? Welcome to Live Rounds, episode 44. 
and Stephen WrestleMania week is upon us. It's finally here um, for good or for bad, and we're definitely going to talk about that, kind of what to look out for this week, it, this weekend. Uh, really starting on Thursday is, is really when everything gets going, and then uh, I'll definitely be talking about what I plan on doing WrestleMania weekend, and um, yeah, there's a, there's a whole lot of shows, a whole lot of things going on, so Regardless how you feel about the WWE, this is really like the celebration of wrestling this weekend. So um, don't just think of it only as WWE. I tell people that all the time. We're like, well, I'm not really a WWE fan. Oh, that's okay. There's still plenty to go on. And um, a, a lot of exciting shows, a lot of cool things. So definitely a lot to talk about tonight. And uh, how are you doing today, Steven? I'm doing good, man. Definitely can't complain. Um, before we get started, and I'll probably mention this a few more times, we are giving away a Wrestle Rumble entry here on the show. Um, the way to get your name on the list to get a to potentially get an entry. Basically, what we do is after I tell you how to get your name on the list, at the end of the show, we randomly choose somebody uh, off the list, and that person gets a free entry to WrestleRumble.com's WrestleMania Picking Contest. Um, the prize is $1,000 cash, so huge prize for WrestleMania this year for WrestleRumble.com. The way to potentially win an entry from us on this show, very simple. If you send us Super Chats, it doesn't matter how much it is, you get your name on our list one time. So any Super Chat, any amount, we'll put your name on there. If you send us over $10, and that can be combined, like multiple Super Chats for over $10, blah, blah, blah. For every $10 you spend, you get an additional name on the list so for instance you give us 10 bucks in a super chat your name is on there twice it doubles your chance to potentially win an entry from us um not only that you of course get your answer your uh your questions answered we'll read out your comments we'll put them up on the screen for you and the same works for the donations if you do the donation link in the description of this video works the same as super chats we'll still uh read your questions uh answer your questions read your statements all that good stuff and you're still eligible to win a wrestle rumble entry at the end of the show um also shout out to unkind esports sponsor of the show as well you can find them at on a uh, twitter at unkind esports and make sure to follow um or check out their website unkindesports.com rob van dam's over there good people over there mma fans wrestling fans get involved they're on twitch uh they're really all over the place right now and if you are a video game player yourself they're looking for people to game for them they're looking for people to get involved so uh as always, shout out to Unkind Esports for being a part of the show. And once again, follow them on Twitter at Unkind Esports and on uh, check out the website, unkindesports.com. So, uh, so yeah, we got a lot, a lot today, man. So we're giving away that, that entry at the end of the show, Wrestle Rumble. Um, and yeah, there's so much going on this weekend, dude. There's yes, so much. For sure. Like for sure. First of all, Steven, we need to talk about this. How did this happen? How do you think that happened? <laughs> Are you just trying to jump ahead because you know eventually you'll become champion? Or Oh, this man is not only beating Lashley at WrestleMania, he will be the champion before the end of this year. <laughs> Matt Phillips uh. reviews with the Super Chat already, so your name is on the list to potentially win a WrestleMania entry really quick right off the bat. Thank you, Matt. Appreciate it, Matt. Um, and good question. Do you guys have a favorite Triple H match? Um and we'll, we'll go into more in-depth on Triple H's career. Sure. But uh, I I think his best match, his greatest match, is the uh, Cactus Jack match at Madison Square Garden. Hell in a Cell. The, 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 not the Hell in the Cell. The, oh, the street the, fight. 
the street fight yeah, yeah, at yeah. Madison Square Garden. I think that's his that's his best match he's ever had. My favorite match is uh, HBK's return at SummerSlam against him in the unsanctioned match. That's for sure my favorite match of his. But I think like if I were to show one match in Triple H's career, it would probably be the Madison Square Garden uh, match at Royal Rumble 2000. Yeah. Yeah, the, I'd say because uh, that's the first one that comes to mind too for me. Him and really anything with him and Cactus Jack. That's like the first like feud I think about when I think of yep. Triple H because that was when he was really making it from like upper mid card guy to like legit main event, like world title, like perennial. Like he never was after like his feud with Cactus Jack. He was never not a main eventer the the rest of his career. Um, yeah. I'd say my favorite match of his, the one that I that pops in my head first, I think, for his favorite match might be him and Shawn Michaels, the draw they had at Royal Rumble that one year. Like, uh, I, I hated that Michaels didn't win because I wanted him to win so bad. But, like, I remember that match just being incredible. Um, and it was, like, a pretty long match, too. Like, and, and it was, like, Michaels, I think, hit the switch in music right at the end, and, like, he just couldn't pin him. So, I I, I love that match. Um, this one's really good, too, from No Way Out. Yeah. This was really good. Um, I was live at WrestleMania 27 for him and Undertaker. It wasn't the best okay. Triple H match of all time, but, like, me being there live, like, I'll always remember that, you know, being really cool. And then, of course, the following year, in the hell in a cell with uh, Michaels at the referee. That was a really good one too. Cause the streak was such a big deal then as well. Yeah. Um, I mean, but he had so I many, he had so many eras. Threat, the triple threat match at WrestleMania 20, Austin, yeah. Benoit, I mean, Shawn Michaels, Benoit and triple H. I think that's one really good one too. Yeah. It's, it's wild. Cause he had just so many eras, you know, like, like, from Hunter Hearst Helmsley, even before that, like Terra Horizon and all that, like he's been around so long and done so much and had so like all. I mean, people, there are people who probably got into wrestling like during evolution and to them, like that's probably the greatest group ever. Cause they all probably got big on Batista and Orton also throughout that yeah. and stuff. And like, so it really depends on when you got in as a fan, but I, the, the only unfortunate thing about triple H to me, the only thing, Oh gee, the only thing, dude, and it's not even his fault. It isn't. It's just yeah. I, no matter no matter what he accomplished, I always saw him as like Shawn Michaels' sidekick. Like yeah. I I never like I I obviously bought Triple H as a main eventer and as a world champion, and I give him the respect of but but like Shawn was so good, and when I got into wrestling, he was kind of like his lackey. And then when yeah. I just kind of felt like Shawn left, and that's the main reason Triple H got where he got when he did. I always felt like we were being like a lamer Shawn Michaels when 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 Triple H kind of took his spot. But that's unfair to Triple H. Like he's a great performer. It's like Shawn Shawn might be the best performer ever, and that's the only reason. It's just unfortunate that I always think about that with Triple H. But yeah, there's. I mean, I guess we could just go into Triple H now and then we'll yeah. go into WrestleMania afterwards. Um, I'll say this, like, you know, when when we started, we were hating the WWE and all this stuff and YouTube back in the day. But, like, Triple H was a huge influence on us just as fans. Like, Bill absolutely loved Triple H. And I think the coolest thing about Triple H was is that, like, 
he he was a guy that made a heel a badass. Like one of the really first ones that we picked up on that was just like he wasn't necessarily afraid and his love for the title was it such an obsession that like I remember thinking like if Triple H lost a title at a pay-per-view like the next night on Raw is going to be insane. He is going to lose his mind and bringing in the sledgehammer, the cerebral assassin um, from DX to uh, the McMahon Helmsley era. Like there's just so much that's there. And that's just a small piece. Like you kept going and going and going. You kept evolving. Um, I think he gets the most heat is the evolution Triple H where it was like he he held down too many young talent, basically what they say. And I've always kind of defended Triple H because I believe that out of like the Attitude Era guys, he was one of the only ones that stayed. And so if you're asking Vince McMahon, who do you want? Like, I think even if he wasn't married to Stephanie, I still think he has a huge position in the company because one – he was extremely dedicated. He was a guy you could depend on. And he was a proven guy at the top peak of the business. You know, when it was Stone Cold in the Rock, like Triple H is like right under there. You know what I mean? He's not those guys, but he was right there. He's them. like the he's like the him, Undertaker, Mankind level, like right below. And for like, me, for me, I think it's like Undertaker, Triple H are like this. I yeah. think Rock and Austin are above them, but I think Undertaker and Triple H kind of battle it out for that top spot. So yeah, I'm, I'm with you under that. I, I I will say once again, I I during this time frame we're talking about, I I would I would put Mick Foley even above. I put Mick Foley somehow in between Austin Rock and Triple H Undertaker. Like he was like I think a little just because like when I really think about once again this the the matches he had with triple h like how much that solidified him as a main eventer so much of that had to do with that it was against mcfoley also like yep. that guy was there was a minute there where people if you if you weren't around it's hard to understand like mcfoley there's a reason mcfoley still gets recognized to this day like for sure you know what i mean like i mean gotta give him his credit but no you're totally right and and triple h was one of those guys like you said who was who was right there when wrestling was at its most popular so why wouldn't Vince go with him if he's the guy who he knows and he trusts? And he and it's not like I mean Triple H was good in the ring too. It's not like he was a, a bad in ring wrestler. It's just he wasn't as flashy as like some of our favorite wrestlers that like he wanted right. beating. Right. Yeah. He was much more sound, but he took bodybuilding to like a different level too. I mean, like his body, like he was he was just sculpted like a god. Like he just looked different than the other guys. And he was one of those dudes that just, he just was a, he really was a trendsetter, setter, you know? Like, he really changed the business and kept elevating the business. I believe that is Bill, by the, the real way. Bill. The real up, Bill. Man? Well, welcome, the welcome, welcome back to your channel, man. You need to get <laughs> on here with us. I tell, I tell Doug all the time that we need to get you back on here, so. Yep. Funny, we talk about Triple H and we get Bill on, so. It's just that's just the the connection that he was there for. Yeah, fully loaded with Triple H with Jericho was really good as well. And, and that Jericho match that Jericho beat him but didn't beat him for the title. Yep. Like yep. 
I was jumping around up and down in my house because I, I was such a Jericho family. I thought he actually won the world title, and that was a a, a terribly heelish move that that Triple H pulled that night, getting that title belt back. But um, and I also think too, like just just moments, man. He's left so many moments too, because in the WWE, to me, it's not always just about matches; it's about moments. And I mean, just from all the DX stuff, from the, like I said, the McMahon Helmsley era, the Cerebral Assassin, the, the even when he's like corporate Triple H and he's giving uh, Brian Danielson a hard time or Daniel Bryan, like there's just, it just kept going and going and going, you know? Yeah, I I was there live at uh, in New Orleans for WrestleMania 30 for him and Danielson one-on-one. That was another great Triple H match. That match, that that match kind of gets overshadowed because of the end of the night with trip with uh, Danielson winning the triple threat and Brock yep. beating the streak, but that Triple H and and Danielson match was a banger. Yep. Also, like even the little like uh, kind of reviving Ric Flair and then turning on Ric Flair and like there's just he just had so many. Um, great moments i do think he held on too long like most of them do um but for me like if you're the if you were a long-haired wrestler and you have to cut your hair because you're losing your hair that's probably them telling you it's time to go it's time to time to stop because if you notice like Shawn michaels triple h like once the hair's gone it's kind of like okay it's just not the same Except there's one guy. He's hanging in there. You know who I'm talking about. Yeah. He's hanging in there. But it's going. It's It's going. going. And if he takes it, if he just takes it away, then it's over. So are you telling me that Sting will no longer have it if he shaves his head? It's done. It's done. For Something in in the gods of wrestling will take him out by by doing that. It's kind of funny you say that, too, because, like, remember when Undertaker – I know he did that for the American Badass as well, but, like, when he shaved his head into, like, a mohawk, uh, like, um, for, like, that Lester rivalry, he was kind of, like, a shell of himself during that. Yep. Yeah. And then you notice that his hair came back, even if it might have been a wig or whatever, and he got his mojo back, you know? yeah. So it's just one of those things, like, once that goes, that confidence goes, it's just not the same in there. Maybe Sting can overcome because he has the face paint. Uh, Sting will never suck. It'll never happen, Doug. Never well, happen. I, just, I would hate to just see Sting bald, though. That would be such just a traumatic uh, view to see. Like, hang in there, Sting. Hang, hang in there for whatever you've got. Use those hymns or whatever you're doing. Yeah. Well, he kind of did the reverse move where, like, he grew the, the the little soul patch. He didn't have that yeah. in the nineties. Yeah. Never, I've never liked it. But <laughs> but 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 he, he like he's losing his hair up here, but he's growing some down here. He maybe make up for a little bit. I, dude, Sting, if you ever hear this, somehow I love you. <laughs> <laughs> don't don't kill me. Um, yeah, no, it, it's uh, but but honestly, I was I was it hit me pretty hard. It, like not just that, like we just lost Scott Hall. And, but, but really, it really touched me to see just the impact that Triple H had. Like, I'm glad he was able to, he's still alive and be able to read that type of stuff. And it wasn't just like his peers. It's all the younger generation. 
And it's almost like everything that people complain about the WWE, everything that is wrong about the WWE, this is kind of the guy to fix it. And they just won't allow him to do it. You know what I mean? Yeah, for sure. I mean, I'm wearing a old school NXT shirt here. Like that, that we've talked about it before here on the show, but I was like one foot out as being a WWE fan back in like the early or you know 2010s or whatever. And NXT really is what like kept me in it. Cause I was like, you know what? Eventually like these guys and girls that I like, like they're going to be the future of wrestling. And like triple H sees that. And like what he's doing on NXT, if they just did this on Raw and SmackDown, like it would, it would all be good. And like, so if I just hang on a little bit longer, all these great things are going to happen. And like, now we're seeing what it looks like without his influence. Um, yep. Which is unfortunate. It, well, and it, it, it also was like a, a sign of hope, right? Because yeah. we knew how good some of these guys were. And the WWE was never interested. And then it was like, you know, he's like, no, I, I want Kyle O'Reilly. I want Kevin Owens. I want like all the guys that you like that you think are good. I think they're good too. And I would like to bring them in. And you're like, oh, like they get it. Okay, cool. But then you see the complete separation between Vince's vision and his vision. And I think it really started to frustrate a lot of fans. And it was ultimately the demise of NXT because it's like, we like all these guys. And Vince is like, I'm not feeling it. That's why I'm not big on Braun Breaker making it. Because at the end of the day, he's a Steiner. And I think Vince views him as a Steiner. Like, he, he will use him, he'll like him, whatever, but I don't think he's going to push him to the moon just because he's a Steiner. I, I think with that, it might be interesting to see if they, like now that the Steiners are being inducted to the WWE Hall of Fame and they're on good terms with Scott and everything, I yep. feel like maybe they do start calling him Steiner soon because they're going to be promoting the Hall of Fame and stuff. And maybe since, I feel like maybe there's a better chance that they did do give him that name now that like they're on good terms with Scott and stuff. Well, I was, I saw somebody on Twitter say like, it would be a good idea. And I think it'd be a good idea. if like Braun breakers, the one that introduces them. And then he's like, and from this day forward, I'm now Braun Steiner or Rex Steiner or whatever you want to say, but take the Steiner name right then and there and like continue the legacy. I think that makes a ton of sense. That does. I like that idea a lot. Um, and there was a what were we talking about right before that? Because there was there was one more. Oh yeah, with the, the NXT, the 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 difference. It's funny because there was like always that disconnect, like you said, between Triple H's vision of NXT and what Vince would do with like the proven indie talent that he would bring in. Yeah. But then like the it, it's all it's all been one eighty. But it's interesting because when you even think about like all the you know like no way Jose type guys and like uh, um, a Mojo Raleigh type guys and stuff. Those would be the guys that would like get the call-ups from Vince. Like they yep. would keep passing on like the, the proven indie guys and like bring no way Jose to raw or whatever. And now it's like, if all those guys were there now, like that is what NXT is now. 
Correct. You know, it's just funny yeah. how that's worked out like that to where it's like, like Mojo knows it. shot. Like, cause if yeah. Mojo was there right now, he'd probably be one of the top guys they have. Exactly. Yeah. A, a lot of those guys would that were just like goofy and just not that good, but kept getting called up before like proven stars and stuff. But yeah, very interesting how things have, uh, have how things have changed. I mean, that NXT Santa Deliver show on Saturday looks so lame, dude. Like, I have, I mean, well, I, and I don't understand <laughs> it though, right? Because, like, you have basically said you don't believe in good wrestling anymore, right? So, like, there's a Roderick Strong match on there that looks pretty solid. And, um, you know, I think Dolph Ziggler and Braun Breaker will probably be a good match. But, like, are we getting takeover type matches or are we just getting like a good 12 minutes and, and that's it? You know, like there's no reason why I would want to buy an NXT ticket until I've seen that brand go out there and really deliver in the ring. And I just don't feel like that's their motive anymore. No, because I, you know, I, we're not going to spend much time talking about this, uh, this show. Cause I know we don't have interest in it, but no. like, just to your point though, I mean, these are the matches. Like it's Gunther versus LA Knight, uh, Dolph Ziggler versus Braun Breaker, Imperium versus the Creed Brothers versus MSK, Mandy Rose versus Cora Jade versus Eos Shirai versus Kaylee Ray, Tomasa Champa versus Tony D'Angelo, Carmelo Hayes, Santos Escobar, Solisicoa, Grayson Waller, and Cameron Grimes are all in a ladder match, and Toxic Attraction versus Dakota Kai and Raquel Gonzalez. So like Mo, I mean, a large chunk of this show is going to be like the new, like this is like the new NXT where like, I don't think like you have like Champa versus D'Angelo, like Champa's proven and he can go out there and have like, you know, incredible matches on these shows. But I mean, Tony D'Angelo, I haven't seen much of the guy, but like what I have seen is very generic. Yeah, I mean, yeah. it's like, mm-hmm. and that's what I think you're getting with like all these guys, like, you know, um, like L.A. Knight, dude. I I know that he's been around a while, and I remember him as Eli Knight and all that stuff. Eli Drake. Drake. Sorry, I'm getting his two names. No, it's all good. Um, L.A. Lights. Uh, you know, remember the shoes? L.A. Gear. He should wear yeah. those to the ring. He'd get over with that name, maybe. But maybe he he just he's just never been that good. Like I don't no. know how else to put it. Like his whole gimmick is like this the catchphrase, and he's super super ultra generic. Like, well, do you remember like the main reason he left Impact? I remember it being like a, like a thing where like he was trying to get out of his deal or something for a while. Well, he, he refused a job to Tessa because he didn't oh, believe a, right. a woman should beat a man. That's right. So he's he's kind of old school thought wise too. And I mean, I just I've never been a fan of the guy. Yeah, I didn't realize. I mean, Tessa is infinitely more entertaining to watch wrestle than he is. If I'm being right, well, and I mean, it made sense the way that they were booking her that she would beat him, and like oh, yeah. he basically quit the company because he refused to 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 lose to her. Yeah, I forgot that that was the case because I remember it being like a drawn out thing where like he was trying to leave and it like they they made it. I think they like made his contract like actually run out before they released him. Right. We got another uh, super chat from Matt. Thank you very much, Matt. You're now at, I think, $7, 7 or $8. Yep. So you're real close to getting another uh, shot at an entry. Um, says, I may be wrong, but if it didn't happen, had Triple H faced Austin when the power trip were split up, who do you think would have won that rivalry? The, 
I'll, I'll just quickly say about that. I That's one of the biggest what-if stories ever in wrestling is Triple H not getting hurt in that two-man power trip and seeing what that would have been because that also massively was elevating Benoit and Jericho into the main event scene too. And like a lot of things got messed up because of that injury. It was badass that Triple H finished that match. I'll always give him serious credit for that. But it's, it's yeah. like I said, he, he had next level dedication. Like yeah. next level dedication. No matter what anyone thinks about Triple H in any situ- in any way, shape, or form, go watch that tag team match where Triple H tears his quad against Jericho and Benoit with Steve Austin and tell me that you don't respect that man for I mean that, that's insane that he finishes that match on that leg. Right. No, I agree with that. And um to answer his question, I don't know because it, I would think I would think that it would be Austin as the heel because he had just turned heel and Triple H would probably have had to be the face unless they were just like, look, this Austin thing isn't working just like six months from then they just pull the plug and say him and Triple H will go several ways. Triple H will stay the heel. Austin will be the face. Um, But I'm leaning towards Austin because I don't think he had much time left. And I think they probably knew more than we did. And uh, I think that they would have tried to milk the Austin train as long as possible. Yeah. And I know it's different with hindsight, but Austin talks about often how, how it was a bad idea to turn. heel. It was his own idea, but like they quickly realized it was the wrong move. So assuming that, that, you know, cause we, cause we did see, Austin turned babyface again pretty soon after, like during the alliance and all that stuff, like going back and forth and like becoming like a comedy character. There was a while that yep. he was still a heel, but he was like a funny heel. Um, yeah, he he became just trying to be entertaining because he knew that he couldn't get the people to hate him. Like right. no matter what he did, like he beat the living crap out of Jim Ross. That was supposed to be the moment that was like supposed to really put him over as a heel. And then like the next night he's getting a pop. Like, he's just like, I'm done. I can't. can't That that was in JR's own hometown. Wasn't it? Probably real bad. Yeah. I remember that being because Stone Cold turns up the voltage a little bit. You don't want to be my friend no more. You know? Right. Yeah. Knocks his hat and like, Oh boy. But uh, I'm with you though about about that answer for the for Matt's super chat. I think that uh, I think that Austin would have. And here's the other thing, if I'm being completely honest, especially based on the way that Austin talks, and I hear other people talk about Austin during this time period, like it probably wouldn't have been a good thing for the relationship between Austin and the company if he would have lost that feud either. I think he was like really really protective at that time of like like he he needed a like. He was, you know, for good reason. I mean, he he had the company on his back, and he was the face of that thing for like, what three, four years at least. At least, where like yep. he was like the main guy, and of course, other guys like The Rock helped, but like he was. The What's guy. crazy is if you think about like, he really wasn't there that long, right? Austin made a statement where he was on the Rich Eisen show, and he was like, "Kevin Owens has been in the business longer than I have." So he's talking about just from like a full wrestler. He's like, Kevin Owens been the business learner. And I, and I was like, no, that's not right. But then I'm like, I guess it is. Cause like Kevin Owens been in business like 20 years. And I guess Austin didn't have a 20 year ring career. So it's kind of wild when you think of it 
like that. Like, and but but honestly, I think that's what also makes it so such a like it was such a phenomenon is it was like four or five years of just going crazy, hitting hard, and then it was just done and it's gone. And it didn't like fade out into oblivion to where it was worthless, like the NWO. It like just he just went away and it was over. Yeah. Yeah. And you think he was only like 39 when he retired too, which is like, yeah. which would be considered kind of young now. Like, for- I am, I'm what, three months away from being that. So that's, that's where, that's where we were. So yeah, it's, it's wild to me. Yeah. Yeah. Now, uh, you know, 19 years later, we get to see him, uh, you know, come out and, you know, open up a can of wolf ass. I will say this the WWE landed that video package. Bob with a bah, Kid Rock. I, I haven't watched it yet. I got to watch oh, it. Oh, dude, I was fired up. <laughs> and it was like, it was just like watching something completely different from a whole nother generation, which that is the case. But like, I can only imagine, uh, uh, let's say just a, a, a 13-year-old WWE fan who's never seen Stone Cold. And watching that and being like, what the hell happened? Because, <laughs> I mean, it's just badass all the way through. It's Kid Rock. Like, it's just, it's awesome. And uh, after that, I was just like, dude, I can't wait to hear that glass shatter. Like, it brought me back. I'm like, I'm going to be sitting on the edge of my seat waiting for the glass to shatter. And, uh that's what it's supposed to do i guess i mean last night was really like um promo city really trying to sell the last end of getting into wrestlemania so uh but yeah i recommend checking out that video package yeah i will i uh i did not watch raw which is just crazy like raw heading into wrestlemania i will watch the raw after wrestlemania for sure um, just because the crowd's gonna take over yeah, and also if like the codester doesn't show up by then, then like listen, if the codester <laughs> doesn't show up and I get Shane McMahon, I will throw up <laughs> in my seat. I will throw up in my seat. I will literally just go and like throw up right at the floor. Mm-hmm. And uh I I I'm so I'm so over this Cody thing. Like either show up or don't. Like you're you're supposedly signed at this point, like well, what 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 is the point of dragging this thing out? And I, I'm going to be pissed if Vince picks something goofy. Luckily, Veer's off the table because Veer is going to debut on Monday night. Yeah, the, the, the big, you know, you get used to over time watching the big debuts the night after WrestleMania. And this, you know, we got Veer coming up this, this right. year. So, yeah. Which also makes me think, you know, you don't want to mess up Veer's big debut. So why would you debut Cody as well? So hopefully Cody is going to be at Mania, I guess. I guess that's where we're at. Dude, I legitimately think Veer is going to be a complete meme. Like, I think he's going to debut and just get his ass kicked, and, like, we never see him again. Yeah. Yeah, thank you, Bill. I very much hope that's exactly what happens. (laughs) Well, Tony Khan told people, you do not want to leave early on this show. You will absolutely regret it if you leave early for Ring of Honor. So, who knows, you know? Well, how wild would that be if they got Cody to show up at Ring of Honor the night before the Saturday that he's supposed to debut 
at WrestleMania. That would be the greatest thing that's ever happened in wrestling. (laughs) (laughs) A man can dream. Yeah. Um, Uh, Oh, man. You see what I mean? He's not over it. He's not happy about it at all. Bill, you should just jump on here, man. Yeah. (laughs) I'll send you a link, Bill. Get on here. Yeah, I don't know if our screen we get all well. We 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 can just take the background off if he jumps on. Um, yeah, we'll we'll figure yeah. it out if he wants to if he wants to come on here. For yeah, sure. um, but uh, you, yeah, I, I mean I even put Cody in the thing, you know. Yeah, like, like you know that's right next to Seth too. Well, that was that was calculated. I put I put AJ and in in Edge can together. You, can you and, tell me? Sorry, this is all scattered, but can you tell me? what is appealing about Seth Rollins character? Cause I think it's awful. Um, I think like, I think kids probably like him and think he's funny. Like, because I know. Yeah. Like he's probably like goofy over the top. Where's, you know, colorful, the, you know, big, the, the, the colorful jackets and whatnot. And, um, no, I, I find him to be very, very annoying personally. Um, he's still great in the ring, though. Him and uh, him and uh, who was it? This it was like two weeks ago on Raw. AJ. Him, him and AJ, yeah, of course. Yeah, they they had a great match. It was the, the shitty ending with the DQ with Edge, but yeah, like Rollins can still really. I mean, Rollins and Roman at uh, was it the Royal Rumble? That yep. was really good. And another shit ending. Another, I yeah, mean, yeah, exactly. <laughs> but like, yeah, the, I was the, the characters goofy, like uh, like Bill's saying. Sorry, guys, this is going all over the place. But I was listening. So, so you know the guy that made the Adam Hangman page video packages where it was like to build up all the way till what makes it count? Yeah. 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 That guy, he did an MJF and CM Punk one that dropped yesterday. And it's pretty incredible. Well, I didn't know that this guy wrote for the WWE. His name's like Brian Mann or something like that. And he did an interview. And um, he just really enjoys editing, like, on his own time. He's definitely got something to do with AEW because they're allowing him to use this footage. But he just said that he, like, really recommends being able to tell the story because he's like, everybody can go back and get the matches, but what gets lost is, like, the buildup. And the way that he does the video package and, like, the moments like he has the Rosie O'Donnell interview at the beginning with like dark music and it builds up and then it shows like while MJF's at the Rosie O'Donnell interview, then it's like showing CM Punk's rise and ring of honor. Like it's sick. It's really good. But anyways, he was saying that like people don't under, people don't understand the full grasp of writing for the WWE. He's like, we have no say so in who feuds with who, who wins matches. He's like, that's all between Vince and like Kevin Dunn. He's like, they're going to give us, this guy and this guy are going to wrestle, are going to wrestle at the pay-per-view. Now you need to come up with the story of why and who they're feuding with. And to me, that makes a lot of sense because that's why it's so bad. That's that's why there's no substance there of why these guys are facing each other and it's sometimes over a dog or over somebody rejecting a popcorn invite or whatever the case may be. Lime and hopscotch. 
you bumped into somebody backstage on accident, you stepped on somebody's shoes, slime and hopscotch, zombies, whatever the case <laughs> may be, you know? Zombies, I forgot about that. So KFC. Right. <laughs> so they said usually like the main event guys, they'll go ahead and take, you know, the golden egg. They'll go ahead and take um, their idea of why these guys are facing each other but then you get like the lower end guys so he's like us as creative don't have control of ricochet losing two times in a row even though he's the intercontinental champion he's like that doesn't happen so he was just basically crapping on the wwe storylines because he hadn't watched in a while and he's like they just could be so much bigger they could just do so much more um and they just choose not to and he's like, and then he was going about AEW and like how much he really enjoys the in-depth storytelling and how much there's, but, but I think the reason is, is because the wrestlers that are feuding have come up with that story. So they're all in and they're really explaining why they're fighting and how it got set up and all that stuff. And in other ways, it's like, well, um, they look kind of similar, so maybe they're fighting for this reason. Then they don't have anything, you know? Or it's three weeks till the pay-per-view. We got to come up with something. What do you think? You know? So it's just and he was and he even nailed the Johnny Knoxville thing. He was like, it's 2020 or 2022. Like Johnny Knoxville as a baby face going into this, like. He's just like, I just don't think it's relevant. I don't think they people care. And he's like, even with Logan Paul, he's like, Logan Paul's more relevant, but like he was doing something with Kevin Owens last year. And now all of a sudden he's back just with the Miz to mess with the Mysterios, but for what? And like, there was no buildup or momentum from the last appearance yet. They haven't even really acknowledged that he was there last year. So it's just sloppy. You wonder what's really strange is so I saw like I watched like the first half of the new Jackass movie and just like couldn't keep watching it. Yeah. But it's just sad watching those guys at this age, especially yeah. like doing these things and like the new Jackass especially people knowing, are like especially yeah. knowing like how some of them have turned out. Yeah. And yeah. Like it's it's just lame. But but yeah, it's very lame. And and not only is it lame, like it's like the WWE is is a pg show like why like why would you be involved with johnny knoxville like, like if any kid saw that movie because he they'd seen johnny knoxville on raw or smackdown or whatever like that's not going to go over well with like a parent who's letting their kid watch raw because it's a kid's show but like he's going off and watching that r-rated movie. i mean the stuff they were doing in that movie was like it was shocking, even for somebody who was expecting it to be shocking. I was like, this right. is insane that these right. people are doing this. Um, but so yeah, I mean it's all it's all just uh it's all just really, really, really lame. There was a really good uh, uh comment in the chat, Doug, that I wanted to get your thoughts on. Do you agree or disagree with this? Rollins is WWE's Omega. Um I think from a character standpoint, there's some similarities between like Goofy Kenny and and Goofy Rollins. But if I'm making a direct comparison, like Omega is better than Rollins in the ring. Yes, 
I agree with that. I will say that Kenny can go off the rails a little bit in the ring, and Rollins usually in the ring is pretty solid. You know, not too much jazz hands or anything like that. Not over dramatic yeah. in character. Um, but like, and this is the thing, like people forget is like that's banged up Kenny Omega, the one wrestler of the year. You know what I mean? Like, wait, wait till healthy Kenny Omega comes back. But I will say at Kenny's age, a lot of times they don't come back. Like he'll come back, but I don't know if we'll ever see New Japan Kenny Omega again. Like that might be a wrap on that end. He 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 still will be amazing, don't get me wrong. And I think they'll tell incredible stories. But I just don't know if it'll have as much substance, I guess. Yeah. And so like I said earlier, I think Seth's a he's an awesome wrestler. Like I'm a big Seth Rollins fan. I've been for a long time. I just, I don't know if there's I, the only person I think I could that I could even compare right now to to Omega might be Danielson, and Punk for like other reasons. Like I can't believe how good CM Punk's been since he's come back to wrestling. Well, and I am watching that. It really like, I really think the end of all this story of their triumphant return. He has to become champion. Yeah, I think it has to be Hangman. I think it has it has to go full circle. You know what I mean? Like, I I feel like um, I feel like that broken man that returned that rampage and like the look in his eyes. The story finishes with him with him with the gold. Like, I think that that's the best way to do this thing. Yeah, no, I agree. So, and I, I wouldn't, I can't, I can't, I, my, I would not believe I'd be saying that myself like a few months ago. But like, I, yeah, I totally agree. At this, point. a lot of people really love the Dax match that he was in. Um, mm-hmm. I think just Punk brings just a different seriousness to it. You know, he's no goofy guy out there. Um, people appreciate that. I think Punk is trying to be more so Ring of Honor Punk than he is WWE Punk. And I think people are really enjoying that. Um, he's he's done really well, honestly. Like, he's done better than than even I expected. And I, I like the progression. But I really feel like if he's going to feud with Hangman, he kind of needs to be the heel. I agree. I definitely but agree. The, the amazing story kind of needs to be as a face. So I'm very torn on that. I think I think what would have to happen is is he wins the title as a face and then he turns heel. Like winning the championship kind of it's kind of like uh, the Lord of the Rings. He got his precious, but it makes him evil. You know what I mean? Yeah, I could see so I mean, yeah. So it's it's intriguing, like how they're gonna wind up doing all of this, because we all want to see heel heel CM Punk. We've wanted that since we knew yes. he was coming back to wrestling. But it's just a matter of like how they do it and when they do it, especially because he's so good as a babyface right now. Um, but yeah, I think he should be the one to beat Hangman at this point, especially because I thought it should be MJF, but Punk just beat MJF, and like MJF's gonna have his time. We'll we'll talk about him here in a second too. Um, yeah, maybe he does, maybe he doesn't in AEW. <laughs> right, right. Um, 
Yeah, I don't know. I I think we're in a really interesting time when it comes to Tony owning Ring of Honor, what the plans are for Ring of Honor, what the plans are for AEW, and, and all that. Like, there's only so many spots, and I just don't know what is going to happen. I'm here to enjoy the ride. I'm really not here to just, like, critique and pick it apart because that's not really what I want to do. But do I feel like that Tony has a lot on his plate that might not even be achievable? Possibly. I'm just being honest. Well, that's interesting you bring that up, Doug, because there's been some news circulating around the interwebs today about how Ninja Mac yeah. is has not spoken to Tony Khan and yeah. doesn't know who's wrestling at Supercard of Honor still. Um, and that's from an interview that I did with Jeremy Lambert. And that's going to be dropping... Um, the article is going to be out tomorrow, and then the uh, the actual video interview is going to come out Thursday afternoon during the spotlight. But uh, yeah, I did an interview with Ninja Mac earlier this week, and it was interesting because I'm the one they they've said the names in this thing, but like I'm the one who brought up Amazing Red during the interview. I was like, dude, that would be like the ultimate dream match would be you and Amazing Red. Did you and did you bring up Loki? He brought up Loki. Okay. Well, he brought okay. up Loki earlier in the interview, and then. He basically said, like, hey, I wanted to, he said he wanted to wrestle some OG Ring of Honor guys. Those were the names they gave him. And, or, or he was, he, it was on him to bring up, bring up some names originally. And he said, who do you think, um, who do you think I would have asked for? And Jeremy said, Loki, based on like him talking about Loki earlier in, in the interview. And then I just whipped up the name. I was like, I mean, Amazing Red versus you would be like the, I can't think of anything that I'd want to see more than that. You know, if we're talking like OG ring of honor versus him, but yeah. it's, it, it was interesting. And he wasn't like negative about it or, or rude or mean about, about the situation or anything. It was just an honest yeah. question that we had asked. And he was like, yeah, like, you know, cause he got announced on March 1st mm -hmm. that he was going to be at the show. And then March 2nd, it was announced that Tony Khan had bought the company. So like he's yeah. But he's showing up and he's expecting to wrestle. He just doesn't know who his opponent is. And he has not spoke to the guy who runs the company about anything still. So, And I'd I imagine there's think, quite a few people in that boat probably. I would think that like Tony would be a Ninja Mac fan. I would think he would want Ninja Mac. So I, I don't know. But well, he's going to Noah soon. Yeah, I mean, well, you know that. But Yeah. And... I just don't know. He's also he's like wrestling Renee Dupree over in Noah. Like it's like a six six way match, and Renee Dupree's on it as well. I was like, wow, that's wild because he's mean, probably like forty now. And I remember him being a big yeah. deal because he was like nineteen or whatever when he was a prodigy. Yeah, and they, and they, that locker room screwed him up so bad that he's just like just broken. Yeah. Anyways, so, yeah, yeah, uh, but um. <laughs> Oh, man. I don't see I personally I don't see Tony bringing in Loki. I'm just gonna be honest with you. I think if he really wanted to bring in Loki, he would have done it for Dynamite when they were doing the Brian Danielson Christopher Daniels match when he bought Ring of Honor because Loki was in that match also. So if you wanted to make it really special and run that whole match back, you bring in Loki, Brian Danielson, and Christopher Daniels at the announcement of Ring of Honor. So I think Loki's kind of close to being canceled for the most part. If you're, if you want me to be honest on a mainstream television scale, 
So I don't think it would be him. I do think why Ninja Mac brought him up, though, is because they did wrestle at Loco Wrestling. I was there for that. It was a good match. I think a lot of fans really enjoyed that match because their styles are crazy and they mesh really well. Um, so, yeah, Amazing Red would be sick. That would be really good. He he want, he, he told me uh, he, it won't be Red, unfortunately, because like, yeah. I think Red's like just physically can't do the match at the moment. Right. Um, and also, Red is, uh, I don't even think he'll be in town. So, but I mean, the people that are in town, but the thing is that I saw, I saw him on Gringo Loco show facing AR Fox, and that's like around the same time as ROH. So I thought know, that he, go oh, sorry, it just reminded me. Sorry, then Jeremy actually had brought up Christopher Daniels as well as a guy, like a, 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 like that was a name that was brought up too, but like it wasn't one that I don't think was ever like considered, but like that was another name that, that was brought up to maybe face Ninja Mac. So, yeah. Yeah. And, and, and then the thing is too, is one thing I think that Tony is getting a reputation on is not communicating. Like, he hasn't told Joey Janela they're not bringing him back. He hasn't told Marco Stunt they're not bringing them back. Chavo Guerrero never got a phone call and just got deleted off of the website. Um, now Ninja Mac is saying that he hasn't heard anything. Like, not the best reputation to form when you're starting in the business, I'd say that. But I think a lot of that is just him putting too much on his plate. He's got to delegate somewhere. And if whoever's in charge of this stuff, maybe they need to step up more. I don't know. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. That That's the whole thing. Like, when he said that – when, when Tony said that he was going to be booking and running Ring of Honor himself, that was kind of a red flag, I think, to a lot of people. It was like, how are you going to possibly be able to have the time to do this, like, the right way? And we'll find out. I mean – We'll, we'll see what winds up happening. We'll see what winds up happening. Ninja Mac, I think, by the way, said that he has, I think he said he already has eight matches booked. He wants to do like 11 or 13 or something. Like, <laughs> that's like his goal. He, want, he said his goal was to have the most matches of anybody, at, you know, this, like, for like the, the, the weekend or whatever. So he, he wants the record, huh? Yeah. Well, um, he's, it's, I think this is like his last US run. Like, He's going to know after that, so yeah, make well, that money. Dang. Yeah, make yeah. that money. He was a cool guy, though. I mean, I know you've met him. Uh, mm -hmm. I know you've met him at like Loco and stuff. Um, very, very humble dude. Like he's not. I mean, he's always around, and I mean, he's very confident in his ability. But like, he's very thankful for any praise you give him, or like any merchandise you buy from him. Like, always bows to you. Like. He's, he's a cool dude. I'll tell you this, though. I heard he's wicked at uh, cards and stuff. Like, when he's the dealer, you will lose your money. That's all I'll say. He's hard to beat. Oh, yeah. He, he talked about that in the interview with me and Jeremy quite a bit, too. Like, how he he's he will gamble anything. Like, he's essentially addicted to gambling. Yeah. And, and he's, you know, he's merged his character. He's, he said he's merged his love of ninja with his love of gambling. And that's... I think you've told me about this as well, Doug, where like sometimes he'll go like double or nothing or like, like, it'll be like, I'll give you your shirt. I'll give you your shirt half off, but it's gotta be double if you yeah, yep. like heads or tails, like, yep. you know, so he'll, he'll, he'll even gamble his own merchandise with fans yep. and stuff like that. 
Um, basically said if there's anything to gamble, he'll he'll gamble it. Um, also, really quick, we got uh, like 45 people in here right now. If you want to hit the, the thumbs up button here on YouTube, that really helps us out a lot. Just notice how many people are in here. And also, we are giving away a Wrestle Rumble entry for the Mania Pick'em Contest. There's going to be a $1,000 cash prize for that contest. The way to potentially win an entry here on the show is to give a super chat and, of course, ask a question, uh, comment, statement, anything you want. It'll go up on the screen. Same with the donation link in the uh, description below. Um, and basically, if you spend more than ten dollars, you get your name on the list twice. Uh, anything under ten dollars is one time, and we're gonna pick a name at the end of the show based on people are sending super chats. So um, we appreciate it. it helps support the channel, and also uh, somebody's gonna win an entry that can, you know, depending on how good your, your picks are for WrestleMania, you might win a thousand dollars with this pick. So, well, and you know how WWE can be predictable, and if you've been following WrestleMania, you might have a real shot at this thing. So. Um, it's uh, it, it's possible you could win. That's all I'm gonna say. Oh uh, yeah, I, I I say it a lot. The less that I the the less and less that I watch the WWE product, the better I get at Wrestle Rumble because I just take emotion in my own fandom out of it and just pick based on who I think Vince sees as the bigger star, and that usually is just so. I'll say this: Don't go with your heart on WrestleRumble.com. Go with what you think Vince would do on WrestleRumble. Right. <laughs> and in WrestleMania, like Vince is usually gonna be Vince, so yeah. just just think of it that way as well. Um, yeah. And we will do WrestleMania predictions before we get out of here. Like even if they're just sure. quick, we'll just give winners and losers at some point during the show here. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I don't even. We, we were basically talking about Ninja Mac. I mean, I guess we could talk about. Um, okay, let's let's talk about MJF and Ariel real quick. Let's get that sure. one done. Um, first of all, you saw the interview. Yep. Okay. I'm not so sure that Tony has a problem with what was said or more so the fact that he booked an interview without getting permission from them. And he kind of just went into business for himself. Um, and, and the thing is too, is like when you are doing an interview with Ariel, that is not going to be just some video that's just kind of just going to be lurking on YouTube that a lot of people aren't going to see. Like, not going to go under the radar, do, yeah. No, you're going to do something with with MJF on Ariel Hawani's show. Like, it's going to blow up. So, I kind of feel like MJF knew that, though. So, um, I'm not sure. Like, part of me felt like some of it was definitely in character. Right, because that's MJF. But like when he talked about how much he loves NXT 2.0, I think that's a total lie. Like I think he was being oh, yeah. sarcastic. Yeah. And then, but but saying he loved the WWE product and he's a fan of this guy and this guy and all this other stuff, and and then like how he has a relationship with Bruce Pritchard and how he already knows where he's gonna go, and you know Cody Rhodes is now over there possibly, right? Um, I I don't I don't know how to read the situation in a sense of like and now people are saying that he's possibly upset with what he's making right now. So it's like is he wanting a new extension already or is he wanting to be paid more until he gets a new contract? Like I'm I'm not for sure what's going on and is he happy in AEW, and this is all just like a character thing, because I've always thought that he was happy with what he was doing, happy with 
everything. But I will say, if you're him, right, we even said, like, he he's the next guy. But then here comes CM Punk and Brian Danielson and these others. And it's like, they're getting older. If they're going to have a run, then they're going to have to have a run first. And then he can later on. So I wonder if that part is actually getting to him. And maybe the fact that Tony bought Ring of Honor also is kind of like, dude, like, what's going on? You know, what, what are you focused on? Yeah, I, uh, yeah, it's hard. It's hard to know because so much of it was in character, but it was more, he was, how do you, how do you explain? Like, you know what I'm talking about, but I, I don't know if anyone, so like there are shoot interviews that he's done with like Ethan Page and stuff in yep. the past where like he's completely out of character. So yep. we've heard what he sounds like completely out of character. He certainly this, wasn't that. He certainly he was, wasn't he was, that. He wasn't that, but he was closer to that than you see in any of the other interviews that he does. And he um, was a lot easier on Ariel than he normally would be on other people. Yes. And I think there's a lot of reasons for that. I think part of it has to do with just the respect he has for Ariel for like a lot of reasons. Like, you know, because yep. I think a lot of the wrestlers and the MMA guys and stuff, Ariel, if you followed his whole career story, he really is a DIY, you know, do it yourself. You know, his, his success was, was built by himself. And then eventually he wound up getting hired to large companies and stuff. But like, um, so a lot of people really respect it. And then also, you know, whether, however you want to look at it, you know, and I'm going to say this because I am Jewish and I, I just pick up on stuff like this. Both of them are Jewish. Sometimes you just yep. have, kind of have that camaraderie. We don't know behind the scenes for all we know, they might, you know, they might know each other a little better than, than we know that they do. Um, I know I have a special bond sometimes with people in wrestling media that are also Jewish just from little things where like certain foods and stuff that no one else yeah, would know what relate. I'm talking about. Yeah. We can just relate to certain stuff. Right. And um, so like, I, uh, I think there might be even that, you know, I, so you could just tell that the vibe between Hawani and MJF was a lot different, a lot better. The rapport was a lot better than like MJF and like any other interview that you'll see where he's just clearly doesn't want to be there, or at least that's how he's projecting himself. Right. So I, I will say all that as far as his contract status, I think we also have to look at this from the perspective of like, if Tony Khan wants to run AEW like a, like a sports team, like, like he would an NFL franchise, then I think the, the athletes, the wrestlers, a lot of them are going to do the same that you would see in pro sports where they are going to ask for extensions before the end of their deal to try to get more money and see what the value right. is or test free agency. Um, because that's the double edged sword to, by the way, I, I think that it is a lot more ethical the way Tony does business. I don't, I don't like that. He's not, communicating with the people on their on their way out but right. i do respect that he's honoring these contracts and not just i, I also think the writing is on the wall too right like right. yes he might be ghosting you but it's not like he's using you all the way up till tv until like your last week and then he just goes up to you and he's like yeah by the way we're not renewing your contract have a good one you know like you're not being used for months and getting paid you know what i mean they are still getting paid while they're sitting at home Yes, and they can also take independent dates while they're not uh, working for AEW. That's very true, so, too. That's very true. Um, yeah, so they, they have other ways that they can support themselves if they do want to make extra money or be more active and stuff. They're not, it's not like the WWE where they cannot do anything but but work for the WWE or be at home. So 
Um, so once again, I, th I think, but you will see that that's the double edged sort of, of doing business like that is the wrestlers know that as well. So it's like, they know, well, he's not going to just outright release me from my deal. Most likely it'll be treated like an NFL contract or whatever. But if I want to stay here and I do want to make more money and I want to secure my future, we just went through this as Minnesota Vikings fans, you know, with Kirk cousins and a lot of these guys right now where it's like, they're under contract, but you you're figuring out ways that make sense for everybody to keep people there long term. And I think that's going to happen with guys like MJF, especially the younger guys like MJF and, and the younger girls like uh, Chris Statlander and stuff like they're because because I've, I've talked about this before too. the WWE, if they go the, the path that they're going right now. And I think in their mind, if they can get one like Roman Reigns, type wrestler for their future like a Braun breaker if they can get one or two out of like 300 recruits to the performance center or gable steveson whoever these guys yeah, wind I up i think being, that's i think that's the next one if they can get like two or three i mean they would be ecstatic i think and they can essentially let aew be their developmental if they want to just cherry pick when people's contracts yeah. come up and so Tony Khan and AEW can do all the work, getting the, the fan base familiar with them on television, get them used to working on television, get them over with the crowd. And then, you know, potential people like Ricky Starks and MJF and Sammy Guevara and these guys, when, if they treat this the same way and they're not getting extensions and they're going to let their contracts run run up before they negotiate again, that's where WWE is going to have an opportunity to jump in and be like, hey, before you resign, this is what we can offer you over here. By the way, Cody's going to give you a call and tell you what it's been like for him so far. And if he's getting treated well, you know, that's a big gateway to getting people there, I think. So, yeah. like, um, that is, of course, if Cody actually is going to the WWE. Right. We still don't know right. for sure. But, we don't uh, know. We but don't yeah. Know. Most I'm, I'm ridiculous drag but, out garbage <laughs> piss me off. But the MJF yeah. interview was, it was, it was, there was a lot of stuff in there that you hear him talk about a lot. But there was, there was, it was interesting hearing him talk about, some of the other people. And and it was also a little interesting that Ariel Hawani didn't bring up Nick Khan's name one time when like, you know, they've got that relationship and like he's asking well, about so, triple H and Vince and stuff, but not Nick Khan. So here's my thing is I think Ariel is fascinated with how other companies work because he's so frustrated with how the UFC does business. So he wants to know how the pro wrestling world is. And he knows that a guy's most valuable when they're a free agent. Yeah. So what does he do? When is your contract up? Yes. Are you going to sign before your contract is up? I recommend you not to sign. Hit the open market. See what you're worth. Do you know where you already plan on going? Like all these different questions are coming in. And this is why Ariel is known as a guy that stirs the pot. Because these are risky questions. There are... There are, um, because what I feel like UFC was that was a big reason that him and Dana stopped having a good relationship was free agency, fight or free agency, like 100%. But, like, did you watch his interview with Paige? Pay, like, like Paige, Paige like, Van Sant? Oh, uh, not all. What, what did she say? So, she, apparently, she was mad at him, and mm -hmm. then. He taught, he had like an okay interview. He dug a little bit to see how much she makes on OnlyFans and how much she's going to be making at AEW. You could tell she wasn't that happy with that. 
And then he said, like, you know, you were mad at me. This was towards the end. And she goes, well, you can be a little squirrely, Ariel. And he's like, what do you mean by squirrely? And then they started figuring out. I was like, oh, looking for nuts. And um, he's, like, trying to talk about something. And she's like, yeah, you didn't need to bring up this. And you tried to start with this. And then he was, like, trying to defend himself. And she just hung up on him. Oh, really? And it's like, I mean, you're talking all of Ali's fighters are not allowed on that show. Yeah. Justin Gaethje hates him. Donald Cowboy Cerrone hates him. Paige Van Sant has an issue with him. Colby Covington hasn't been on that show for a long time. He doesn't like him. He burned a bridge, in my opinion, with Gina Carano as well. Like, there's just a lot of, and I understand he's Jewish as well, but I really feel like he he went out of his way to put her on blast. When he and also, then, like, I think he backtracked a little bit on that when he realized what the actual statement was. That was, right. I think he jumped on it before he knew the con, the full con. But it was like it was the thing that everyone was doing. And then he had to put his two cents right. in. And then he found out more about it. But it was like there was so much already on that fire, you know? Right. For sure. Um, so it's just, I really appreciate Ariel as a reporter. I 100% do. And I appreciate his interviews. I know he's going to get down to the bottom of things. I I value his opinion, even though I don't always agree with it. My only issue is, is don't act all shocked when things go awry, when you kind of push the buttons, you, you go too far. And I'm not saying that he went too far in the MG, MJF video interview, but I will say that it, it makes me... It almost makes me feel a little bit better about Tony Khan because he just kind of comes across as almost a pushover. And hearing that Tony Khan was like, no, you can't just do an interview if you want to, or like kind of put your foot down. And it makes me like, okay, then maybe he does have a little bit more control of the situation than we thought. You know what I mean? Yeah. Well, and by the way, that's a real thing where like I have reached out to AEW wrestlers about doing interviews fairly recently and also even meeting some at independent shows. And every, I, I mean, like I have the, without going too inside baseball on it, yeah, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. I know I, I like, they, they basically say, I, you know, yes or no, but they'll, they'll, they'll say, but before we can do confirm it, like you have to go through an email address that they send you and that gets you to the, so like like that's or that is a real thing where like all their other performers are are going through AEW before they take these these interviews. So like if MJF didn't do that, do it like it's it's common knowledge. Like he he clearly. But then again, it also could be a giant work where like where like Tony Khan totally knew the whole time, and like just because the subject matter had to do with like contracts and whatnot, they're like just drumming up interest by making it sound like they're upset with each other like I well it also makes me wonder too tony claims him and dana are good friends i mean dana yeah. hates ariel so maybe maybe tony isn't the biggest fan of his wrestlers going on the ariel show that's an interest i i hadn't considered that but that's uh, that is that's worth considering right considering yeah. so and i mean i in my opinion ariel Ariel's definitely turned around on AEW too. Like he's starting to really like AEW. He's like almost like my kids really were into WWE. Now they really don't like it anymore. He's like, but I kind of watch AEW for myself. So he's watching AEW every week on Wednesdays. So, 
but at first he really came across as like a WWE guy. And it was almost like he was digging information for Nick Khan is what it kind of sounded like in some ways. And so that, that part was interesting. So my question is MJF says he has a pretty good idea of where he's going. Do you just in hypothetical, do you think it is possible MJF goes to the WWE? I think it's possible, but I, it's, here's the thing. If Cody's actually going back to the WWE, anything is possible, but I, you, you just know what you're signing up for when you go there. And I just don't know. Once again, I think the way that Cody's treated if he is going back is going to be, that's going to decide a lot of things for a lot of people, I think. Because if Cody goes over, like if Cody comes over and loses to Seth Rollins, for instance, at WrestleMania, I think a lot of the people that might want to go to the WWE from AEW are going to see something like that and be like, yeah, I'm good where I'm at. Like that's, don't want that happening to me. Um but if they treat Cody great and, you know, he can put in some good words and stuff, that's a totally different story. So I think, I think that's going to have a lot to do with it. I, if, if I had to like make a bet right now, like a Ninja Max style, want to make a bet. Um, yeah. I would say I'm saying like 70, 30, that he stays in AEW in 2024 when his, when his deal's up. Yeah. And, and I'm sorry. Like, I think Max is great. And, and this is what we'll talk about. Michael, appreciate the super chat. Thanks a lot, man. Um, if MJF was to actually go to WWE, how much of himself could he actually be allowed to be? The and I mean, I, question. Yep. he's not going to be able to make fun of handicapped people. He's not going to be able to just do a bunch of stuff that really crosses the line that gets him some heat. He can't talk about um, acts that girls would do or i mean like he he says a lot of crazy stuff that's really like low blow like i mean he was calling um he was calling uh pillman's mom a whore and all this stuff like he's not going to be able to say that stuff in the wwe on top of that just just this is just vince this isn't anybody else but this is just vince vince sees mjf vince sees roman reigns like you really think that Vince is gonna put them in an evil playing field, even playing field based on MJF size? I just don't see it. I think he'll look at MJF almost like a a carny car salesman manager type that's like could be your intercontinental champion. You know what I mean? Like I don't think that he looks at him like that's one of my top guys. Yeah, I don't know. It just it's hard because you would think though that like the, the size thing is always going to be a potential issue, of course, with Vince. But like when you see how high he looks to be on someone like Austin Theory, you got to think that like you would be even more thrilled with a guy like MJF, who's also like you know like <clears throat> a young, good-looking guy that can really go in the ring, but has incredible mic skills. So like i don't know but that said like i think pat mcafee going to beat austin theory at wrestlemania so like yeah you know, like I who knows too. how big of a deal any of this really is at the end of the day so like but but michael uh thank you for the super chat i have your name listed one time for a potential um entry on wrestle rumble and if you donate another five dollars you get another um because it'll be over ten dollars um so thank you and yeah i i think that uh yeah i, I we got like a year before this gets really interesting with MJF and his contract. But I also, because he put it out there, it's going to be interesting to see if it, not just him, but anyone in this situation going forward, like how much 
like will they get de-pushed because we right. know they're like negotiating you know right so or will um will they incorporate it into a storyline like will he go up there and be like four more months tk four more months you better think, figure it out you know I what think, i mean i i think for him he will because he's already made it kind of a ongoing story on the show of like right he's alluded to the wwe many times that like he's out of here and heading over there when the time's up so i think for him yes but i don't i don't know i don't know it's a good it's a really good question they kind of brought they I mean they brought it into the cody story too with him talking about you know i'm really a free agent and i'm gonna say this now on the microphone because i don't know if i'll have another chance to yeah and, and, you know, and we're just like oh cody stop yeah it. we'll see you back what are you doing and then uh, it's like, no, no, I don't know what the hell I'm doing, but no, like, and I mean, like, do you see the interview where he was like, uh, it's the AEW unrestricted and he's like, yeah, I can never go back there. This is it. I want to be an EVP till I die. And like, I can't go back there. The other guys would get a second ch- or get a chance to go, but like, I've, I've burned my bridge over there and it's like, no. He's going back. Like what? It's just it just doesn't make sense. I will. If they work us though, man, greatest work of all time. But I just don't think I just don't think that they are capable of running with all the hints and the things that they've done unless they had him. Like I don't even think that they would even acknowledge. Like it's smart. It's smart right. to do, but I don't think they're smart. So I just don't I don't think that they would do that. Well, it's really only smart to do if you're looking for short-term ratings bumps in our demo. Because, like, if he doesn't show up, then we all bail again. Yeah. And and if he doesn't show up, like, there that's so much bad faith with your fans. Where like you, you're basically. I mean, they're ca- every time they say Seth Rollins' road to WrestleMania on social media, they capitalize the R. I mean, it's like it, it, it's so clear what they're trying to do. But also mm-hmm. remember. Remember back, because like we were, you were actually making, maybe making videos already, maybe not, or maybe pretty close around that this time. But I, they, I, I was big on the dirt sheets. YWC might have been a thing, but I remember. And my point with this is, is the if Twitter was around then, how this would have also probably been a thing and been used and been way overblown. Yeah. Remember when at WrestleMania twenty. How like everyone had it in their head that Hulk Hogan and Randy Savage were gonna wrestle each other, like yeah. all like all the way up until yeah. the show, like yeah, you know, and yeah, uh, it, it, to the point where like you know, so I feel like that that it might be one of these situations where it's like everyone is just convinced that Seth Rollins and Cody are gonna have a match, but like it couldn't, it could be someone besides Cody, it totally could, yeah. But yeah, wow, I forgot about that. So it's that was a real thing that. on the internet, like everyone was yeah. like, "This is gonna happen," you know? Yep. It's funny how like little things like that you just kind of forget about, but yeah, that is uh that's an interesting one. Wow. So like wow. we all just had it in our heads that like that was actually gonna be a thing. And like this is a little different because of like the circumstances and like the internet now and everything, like with Twitter and stuff, but like I don't know. I'm just it just makes me think of that kind of stuff where it's like we were all so sure. We've been sure of a lot. I, I think I think it's still most likely that Cody is going to wrestle Seth, but like, 
it could very well be Shane McMahon. I mean, like at the end of the day. Well, like, and we and we know we know that Gable Stevenson um, is going to uh, show up at WrestleMania. Is what he said. So, what if he's the guy? What if it's him that Vince has chosen? Like that makes a lot of sense. I didn't even think about that because that would also be a great first person like to have him wrestle. He's supposed to be he's supposed to have been training while he was being a pro while he was doing the amateur wrestling. And like imagine if the way you debut is him versus Seth. Yeah. Oh man. That would be it's funny because Bill is saying in the chat too. I'll uh I'll pull that that comment up. Yeah. Yeah, it, we all will because we're all in the same. We're we're the the niche of the niche fans right now, where we are watching the product, hoping Cody doesn't show up yep, so that we know. can stop watching it again. Yeah, <laughs> we're like we're like the uh, anti Floyd fans that buy the pay per view to hope he gets knocked out. Like exactly, we're there to, you know what I mean? Like, yeah, we're we're, we're we're showing them by buying the pay per view and going to, to Hooters right? and buying and spending yeah. all money on food. <laughs> Like I remember, I remember watching SmackDown, and it was like the last week of Adam Cole being in the WWE. And I remember just like watching each segment, being like, "Oh God, this could be it! Please don't show up, Adam! Please don't show up, Adam!" And then it was like Ray Myst- Dominic Mysterio had to face a mysterious, uh, like a mystery partner or something. And I'm like, "Oh God, no, 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 no!" And it wasn't him. And I was just like, "Oh." And by the time it was over, I was just so relieved. I was like, oh, man, yes, it wasn't, it wasn't him. We made it. We made it. And um, <laughs> come, to, come to find out, uh, Adam Cole was heading to AEW like shortly afterwards. But it, it was one of those things where it's like, yeah, I don't know. I don't know. And, and, and the thing that, that – like, and, and that guy, too, he made a video of Cody um, – that he dropped like a little trailer of that everybody was excited because he planned on having the full story arc of Cody being turned on by the fans and then turning heel and like how he basically became a broken man that took him to a different place. And the story was set. Like if I tell you that you're going to get Cody Rhodes reneging on his deal basically saying i don't care what i said i get a title shot okay i've had enough of you fans you've been booing me you've shown me no respect so i'm going to get my title shot against adam page former member of the bullet club like babyface adam page heel cody Rhodes. that is money that would have worked you know um so I, I don't know. It just, it, why? Why? And instead, now I have to sit in that chair and <laughs> Seth Rollins is going to come out and be like, ah, like, who is it? <laughs> who am I facing? <laughs> and you're going to be like, bro, Cody, come out. Just, just get it over with. And like, here comes the money. And you're like, oh my God, it's going to keep going forever. So, yeah, I don't know. But I can't get out of my mind when Cody says that what we're going to do is something that you've never seen before. It's going to be a wild ride that we've never seen in wrestling before. Like, so many people read that and they're like, 
is this a work? Is this, you know what I mean? So I, I, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. It, whatever it is, I feel like we're going to have some type of conclusion soon. So, yeah. Yeah. It's, uh, I, I still don't know exactly how to feel about all of it. I know that that Stardust mass is about to get on my nerves after a while here. I'm just, it just is making me sick. Yeah, I have a purple one also. Yeah, and I know. The, and the gloves. Yeah. Um, yeah. Uh, I'm hoping he doesn't show up at WrestleMania. But if he does, then he does. And yeah, we'll see what happens. But see, like here, like... I think Shane comes out first and Cody comes out after. I don't think WWF smart enough or WWE smart enough to do that. I really don't think they have a a finger on the pulse at all. Like I, I just don't. And I and then not only that, like you just showed this montage of like how badass Stone Cold Steve Austin was. You don't want to drop any type of video leading in because there's a lot of people that aren't going to know who that guy is that's about to come out. You know what I mean? But I also think we're at the point to where we're at the point to where pro wrestling fans are watching pro wrestling and there isn't a lot of casual viewership anymore. So I, I do think I, whether, whether if you're a WWE fan and you don't watch AEW, I still think you know enough to know who Cody Rhodes is. Yeah. Well, and even if you only watch the WWE and you've watched long enough that you remember him from before, you might just be really confused as to like why he's such a big deal now uh, versus when he left, if you haven't paid attention to him since leaving. But I also think there's a lot of new WWE fans that haven't been watching the company. Like they, like they started watching within the, the, you know, the, you know, the last six years or whatever. Yeah. That um, just... Yeah, I don't know. I, mean, I, saw a post, I saw a post from like a guy I follow on Twitter. He's like a big AEW fan. And he's like, hey, I just got back into wrestling because of AEW. He's like, I've seen maybe some bits and pieces of ROH. What are some good ROH matches to watch? Like, bro, you got like 20 years worth that you need yeah. to catch up on. You know what I mean? Like, this is it's, so it's just crazy. And if you got into it because of AEW, like ROH is really the birthplace of the start of like getting to AEW. Like you're going to see a ton of Bullet Club and all that stuff. Plus it was just like the mix of New Japan with it and the mix of having Jericho Omega. Like it was just a perfect, like that's why it's just like AEW was meant to be because there was just too many coincidences that happened that just normally doesn't happen. Like you needed like 50 things to go right and they all went right. It would do it would be like putting a 50 bet parlay <laughs> on like an a, a ultimate fighter card that was like the span of 5 days and you landed all of them. You know what I mean? Like yeah. that's basically how AEW came about. Um and it had to have come under Vince's radar too, right? Because I feel like if he would have really known about it for a while, because remember when the Bucks contracts were up, like nobody was really talking about Tony Khan. They were just talking about like maybe they possibly formed their own wrestling promotion. But I mean, like 
okay, what what TV deal are they going to get? Are they going to be on YouTube? Like, is it being the elite going to become a wrestling show? How are they going to get paid? Like, there were just so many different questions. And then Tony Khan's like, uh, I'm going to start my own wrestling promotion. I'm going to sign all these free agents, and I've got to deal with TNT. What? Okay. Like, that sounds good, you know? Yeah. And, man, it's been <laughs> crazy i never expected it to be like this no for sure and i mean to your point like i'll never forget when they have the uh i mean i still have it literally as the background of my phone but like when on the, on that new year's eve bte when like they turn their phones around and like the logo yep. is is there yep. and like that was on bte like because there was no other yep. distribution for any of this so yep. like the announcement it, like, of this dropped, company it, it like dropped on new year's like yeah new year's, year's. Yeah. And it was like because their contracts were up. And what was crazy is, is you were able to watch Wrestle Kingdom. So you basically watched Wrestle Kingdom live. And then like that night, they dropped the video. Yeah. Yeah. That video is incredible. Um, Unbelievable. Never, never in a million years thought it would be this. Yeah. Never in a million years thought Cody wouldn't be a part of this. Oh. Maybe he is still. We don't know. We don't know. I Until don't he know shows up in the WWE, back. I don't believe it. I don't know if I can go back and watch like old press conferences and stuff of like Double or Nothing 2019 and like who's here for the revolution and all this stuff. Like Cody, man, what happened? But I also, I was going to say this though. If Cody can do good in WWE, then go to the independents, become a main eventer, you know, become Ring of Honor champion, be a top guy in AEW for a little bit, won the TNT title, I think, three times, um, and then go back to the WWE and actually become a world champion over there. Like, it's a pretty damn good career. And it's it solidifies greatness everywhere you went. Like, you were a big thing. I mean, like, he even faced Kota Ibushi in, in, in Wrestle Kingdom in New Japan. So it's like he's been and, – and he was also doing independent runs and even wrestled at PWG and wrestled at RPW and, like, in England and all over the country, you know. So legacy-wise, I do think if he can do well in WWE, it totally solidifies him as a as – a all, not all-time – I don't want to say all-time great, but definitely greatness, like – he wasn't just your average wrestler and he wasn't just another good wrestler. Like he achieved a lot. And if you're just going to talk about overall impact on the business, I mean, it's massive. It's massive because I don't know if the, I don't know if AEW forms without him. I really don't. No, I, I don't think that it does. And uh, yeah, I'm okay with you calling him like, one of the greatest of all time. It's totally fine. Yeah, 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 um, I but, still I just know how that gets thrown around a lot. And I mm -hmm. and I'm not trying to crap on the people that I think are literally like goats, but he's his impact is is, is massive, massive to what he did to pro wrestling. Yeah, I totally agree. I, I it could be interesting. I know you said that like WWE doesn't have their finger on the pulse, and I obviously agree with that, but Every now and then they do stuff where like like edge with like the brood entrance or something where you're like, 
okay, they're not completely oblivious to like some cool stuff every now and then. Um, but like, I mean, if they did something where like Shane actually showed up and then Vince was like, oh no, like you're not, you're my, you're my son that failed. Like this is, I consider this guy a son. Like in was like Triple H and it's like, no, it's Cody. It's like, wait, what? It's like, you know, that could be interesting if he kind of like treats Cody how we all thought he was treating Triple H and Shane all these years. And like Cody is like his new guy that he wants to be because he saw him go off and, and have success elsewhere and become a star. And I, I it's far-fetched, but like, I'm just thinking like, I don't know for Cody to go back. There has to be something interesting for him to be doing. Like, I just don't think that he would be doing this unless there was something actually cool planned for him to be there. So I think the legacy part, but I also think I'm going to be honest with you. I, I think he wasn't that happy in AEW. I, I mean, really I don't do. Know. I, I just, my opinion. It's my opinion. Yeah. No, I know, but we for can speculate. To, about, yeah. For him to leave. Something really had to not make him happy there because I just don't see why you would leave. And also, like, it was close. They said it was close, and then things kind of fell through. So, like, I just don't know what what happened. I And if, if I had to do a prediction, I think, I think both people could be at fault, right? I think Tony Khan could be at fault for maybe not really – Maybe just like kind of ripping away the EVP creative control and maybe it should have been a little bit more of an ease out or still you have input here or there, you know. And then on top of that, I think Cody should have been more willing more willing to turn heel. If the, if the real case is, is Cody refused to turn heel and that the fan base that he thought always had his back turned on him and he refused to turn heel, I think that's a big miss. Because like I said, the way that the story was going was, is the AEW fan base turned on him. And so he should have turned heel and tried to take out Adam Hangman Page for the title because he doesn't need to hold his word about the title anymore because the fans no longer mean anything to him. Like, I think that that would have been a good story. And if he refused to do that, then I could see that being a problem. And I could see that possibly being the end between them for sure i think that's totally i think it's totally possible it to totally makes sense and people in the chat are you know saying money talks and stuff and like to it to a degree sure it always does to to a degree but like i honestly don't know if it's gonna be something where he's making that much more than like he'd be able to make in AEW. i don't think that money is like the only i don't think money is even the main factor with this um, yeah, I, I don't think that's that's really the big selling point, honestly. Yeah, I've said it before. Like, it could it could be as simple as Dusty was never the world champion in WWE. Dustin was never the world champion in WWE. Dusty was treated like the you know, that whole family's been the black sheep of wrestling when it comes to the WWE forever. Um, and it could be as simple as Cody. I mean, Cody and his, his dad got to spend a lot of time together in WWE when Dusty was so involved behind the scenes and with NXT and everything. And Cody might just want to be the WWE champion before he dies. Like it might be his main money might not even matter at this point. It might, I know people will be like, well, that's a Markish way to look at it and blah, blah. And it's like, Cody's maybe. A mark. Well, yeah. I mean, he was yeah, born into the business, uh, essentially third generation, technically second generation, but he's so much younger than Dustin that he's basically a third generation wrestler. 
Like, well, I mean, what did he say the last interview? Like, belts matter, champions matter, and they make the most money. And so, you know, he was very emotional after that Sammy match at the latter match. Mm-hmm. I, I wish I would have known that was the last one. <laughs> <laughs> but it's kind of how wrestling works, right? Um, but no, it's uh, it's very um, it's weird. But it's coming to a conclusion, I believe, on uh, on on Saturday, and then we'll kind of see where it goes there. But I'm very interested to be like, what's his character? What Cody McMahon? Oh God, <laughs> God! I feel nauseous in my stomach. It's like, no, please, no. Like, I I don't think Vince realizes that like the McMahons just aren't cool anymore. Like that 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 is the NWO. That sailed. It's done. You ran it into the ground, and no matter how much you try to bring it back, it's just over, right? Like, the NWO is all-time great, but ain't nobody hoping that, like, Kevin Nash and Hogan come out from the crowd and slowly beat somebody up. You know what I mean? Like, and that's where Vince is. I don't want to see Mr. McMahon in the ring at 80 years old or whatever. Like, it's, it's over, you know? So I don't really want you to extend the McMahon family into the Rhodes family and all that stuff. Like I want, I would more so rather like, like Cody being the outsider to prove that, that he was right and that he belongs to his spot. And I really like the Randy Orton storyline. Like to me, if it was up to me after the Seth thing, I'm doing Cody and Randy. And then if Cody wins that, I'm going to Roman. Like, that's what I would do. Um, But who knows what they're going to do. But I think Cody and Randy has a very good story. And they have a lot of footage that they could use. um, And they could tell a really good story at that point. Yeah. And all it would take would be Randy just, like, viciously beating the hell out of Matt Riddle, like, one time. To, like, just go back to being, like, the Viper. Not instead of, like, the rk bro guy or whatever well and Um, then like maybe to the point to where you injure riddle he's off tv for a while then it's cody and randy and then after that feud riddle comes back for his revenge you know so then randy's basically set up for most of the year yeah yeah easy um so we got some more super chats i've been i've been keeping these listed y'all anyone who sends any super chats you get a potential entry to the wrestlerumble.com wrestlemania pickup contest thousand dollars on the line uh, I got Matt Phillips reviews on here twice. He's given uh, twelve dollars, so he's over the. T- you get an you get additional for every ten dollars you spend. Um, Michael Young, Chris Warden, and Vincent Valentine are all on here once so far for five dollar donations each. Let me know uh, if you sent donations, and I'm I'm incorrect on that, but that's what I've got so far. And uh, what do the uh, what do we got for the super chats? Yeah, and if you guys haven't hit that like button, please hit that like button. Right. Definitely appreciate you. Um, if you guys are excited about Mania, hit the like button. If you guys think Mania is going to suck, hit the like button. How about that? Uh, Chris Warden. This is different. It's off topic, but thank you, Chris. I appreciate the super chat. Evening, guys. Off topic, but thoughts on the NFL OT changes. Personally, I like the idea of both teams getting a possession regardless of the coin toss. I'm all for this. I, mean, yeah. I think that this is long overdue. I don't like the fact that it's only for playoffs, but it's a start, and then it eventually it will become for everything. 
because what's going to happen is is there's going to be a game that's going to have playoff intentions. And, you know, like if you think about it, that Raiders-Chargers game was for a playoff spot. And then they would not have the same rules because they didn't put it in. It's only for playoffs. And that's going to cause another issue at the committee, and then the committee will put it for all games. That's what that's what will happen. But um, I think in today's NFL, with the quarterbacks that are out there, plays can be made every drive. And so the fact that both teams get a chance at uh, at, at winning is, is, a, is a big thing, in my opinion. And the rules basically says both teams will have the opportunity to possess the ball in overtime in the postseason. If the score is tied after each team has possessed the ball, the next score wins. If the team kicking off to start the overtime period scores a safety on the receiving team's initial possession, the team that kicked off is the winner. That's an interesting one. Yeah, I. That's real interesting. So if you wait, is that so? Is that regardless of like is that just on the kickoff or like if it's a really good kickoff and it's on like the two yard line and then you get a safety on them then like that's end of the game. Yeah, that would be the okay. That actually game. makes sense though. I think like I it's, I, I kind of like very that. rare. It yeah. would be very rare, but that would yeah. also force them to not kick it in the back of the end zone. And it would force them to possibly try to pin them back. So it would be like a, a almost like a pooch kick situation, you would think. And then that would be uh, interesting strategies. So it, it's yeah. uh, I'm all for it, it, though. I think it's way overdue. Yeah, I totally agree. I, I think that it's only fair that both teams should get a chance. Um, I, I despised the old way of overtime where like the coin toss and you could just go down the field and kick a field goal and beat people in overtime. Yep. Like that was, I mean, the Vikings and the, and the Falcons in 98 to go to the Super Bowl. But yeah, that I hated that. So this, this has been an improvement the last few years, but it really should be more like what we're talking right now where both teams should get a chance at least once uh, in overtime. Thank you for the super chat, Chris. That was a, uh, yeah, we, we both agree. Yeah, I'm, I'm super excited about it, honestly. And like I said, I think it's going to eventually just trickle down to the entire season. It's just uh, this is kind of yeah. going to be their test run. But this this happened because of the Chiefs and Bills game. I believe that 12 points were scored in 30 seconds. And it was literally just whoever got the last possession ended up winning. And you're talking about one of the greatest games of all time. And nobody wanted to see it in that way. Right. I mean, Chiefs fans, of course, did. But just in general, they wanted a, a clear, decisive winner. And, uh, you know, they were able to – I think it was like 15 seconds. They were able to get down to field goal range to win the game in 15 seconds. So, very interesting. Um, but I'm glad that it changed because there were a lot of people who said that they still didn't think it was going to change. But the – this, this is definitely needed. And it's been – people have been trying to change it for a while, but you always have to have a game, right? It's just like the stupid pass interference being reviewable. That didn't happen until that Saints game with the Rams. And then they were like, okay, it was clear pass interference. We're going to have to do that. So it's always a game that has to happen, and then they'll challenge the the ruling. Yeah, same thing with the with, – uh with penalties too like tom brady gets hit low second mm -hmm. game of the season all of a sudden quarterbacks aren't getting hit there anymore you know like yeah. 
So, and it's yeah. not that he just got hit low. He tore his ACL. So when he tore right. his, yes. when you get Brady out of the league for the rest of the year, and they're like, nope, we're not doing yeah. that again. So and I remember he was my fantasy quarterback that year because I remember uh, being so pumped up to have him. And uh, yeah, so uh, so yeah, what's the next super chat we got? Uh, Matt Phillips review. Appreciate it, man. Thank you for the super chats. Thank you for the support. Uh, people like MJF, Wardlow, Jade Cargill, and Brian Cage would be altered under WWE, but if they're the mountaintop in pro wrestling, why not? Um, I personally think Jade is – she has WWE written all over her, in my opinion. Like, I think that they would absolutely love to have her. Um, she couldn't really be that bit show. And she definitely would have to be a little bit more tame. But, uh, like, could you, like, just her next to Becky Lynch, she would look like a monster. Um, but Brian Cage, I personally, I hate the Mohawk and he's back to it. And it reminds me of like Lucha Underground. And I feel like it's kind of like you've taken that next step and now you're like going backwards. Um, so I'm very curious to see what they'll have for him. Like, do you think that if he was like Ward, the new Wardlow, do you think that that would work for him? Because then he wouldn't have to talk much and he'd been gone a while. The fans know of him enough. What do you, I don't know. I mean, I I don't, I don't hate the idea like him basically being MJF's bodyguard. Um, but I mean, he would he would definitely fit the mold if you're looking for someone to replace. I, we talked about this before, like MJ or Wardlow and Cage. If them standing face to face with each other would be interesting, um, because there, there's a lot of similarities there, like aesthetically. But yeah, I mean, we've talked about this before as well. I don't see Brian Cage ever going to the WWE for like pretty obvious reasons. But um, the, the the thing with Brian Cage is like I think he's good, but he's I don't know. It's hard for me to put my finger on it. Uh, I don't know. I don't know. Like, I mean, like maybe he might be better in Ring of Honor or something. Honestly, if, if it's if it's I, just like so, so have so good I was going to talk to that. So yeah. we've seen Mercedes Martinez. She's going to have a match in Ring of Honor. Is this the start of guys going from AEW to Ring of Honor? And and like, what do you view Ring of Honor's roster to be? Are they going to go after indie guys or are they going to go after – to me, Ring of Honor could be guys like Wheeler Yuta, like Lee Moriarty, like guys like that that are really good, but they're just so strong right now in title contenders that it's going to take a while before their turn is going to come. You know what I mean? Yeah. So – um I guess and, and I don't want to say like this is demotion or anything, but cause I have a feeling they're probably going to get paid the same. So like, what do you think, who are some guys do you think that could possibly or guys or girls, who are some people that you possibly think could go to ring of honor and be like more of a mainstay there from AEW? We talked about this last week a little bit. Um, I mean, there's really, it, it, there's a lot because they have a lot of people on under their roster, but like, <clears throat> I don't know, like a Layla Hirsch would be really good there. Probably. Yeah. 
Um, I think I possibly, I think possibly just people that just aren't used as much. Like yeah. honestly, like I know Ricky Starks is doing pretty well, but I think he would be the better off in like a Ring of Honor to kind of work his way up to 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 put some time in there. Um, but but I I do like the fact that like if you stacked Ring of Honor and you had really good shows with like you know Lee Moriarty and Wheeler Yuta and Ricky Starks and Brian Cage and all that, and then you also had AEW with like CM Punk, Brian Danielson, Moxley, like really top names that you're getting really quality wrestling from both products. Yeah. No, I totally agree. And I think that that's, I think that is what they're going to try to do. It's just a matter of them deciding like, cause that's the other thing is they can use ring of honor, like their developmental to a degree too. So like they just because like, if, if it's going to be people that just aren't getting used that much in AEW, people can look at it however they want to, whether it's like a, they see it as an emotion or whatever. But at the end of the day, like if you can kind of build your brand more and like gain more of a reputation for yourself in ring of honor, like that only helps when they get brought back to AEW because, you know, it, if you go, let's say like uh, Wheeler Yuta goes to Ring of Honor for a year or two or whatever. But by the time we see him on AEW again, he's like a multi-time Ring of Honor world champion. He's gained this reputation for having just like all these classic matches in Ring of Honor. You can, you can completely remarket him as an AEW guy the next time he comes in. Yep. So, yep. Um, so yeah, and, I'm, I'm all for it. And it's, it's almost like you don't have to see what he did in like on independent wrestling TV or whatever, like he, you, you are going to be able to see it like on a bigger, broader scale with bigger production. So by the time that he does go into AEW, you're going to be super excited about it because it's already been done and you've seen it. Like if, if he has that match with Daniel Garcia and ring of honor on a bigger scale, like AEW is absolutely the fan base is more excited to see them come to AEW than what they were. You know what I mean? Like that's just the way that it it's set up. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. And yeah, you also check that match out. That was my match of the year for like the Indies when we did our award show this past year it was Daniel Garcia and Wheeler Yuta. They went one hour. It was sick. It was an IWTV 100. Um, Yeah. Yeah. I'm, I'm looking forward to Supercard of Honor though. I'm actually doing the, the post-show review that night for Fightful. So if y'all want to watch um, my uh, my uh, review, like my immediate reaction to the show, I'll be live youtube.com slash Fightful uh, Friday night. Uh, I think the way that it'll, it'll work out is like, there's that show. I'll probably have uh, Gringo Loco show on another screen, kind of like running at the same time. I'll review Ring of Honor, and then when that's over, it should be right around the time probably that spring break is starting. So, um, yeah, yeah, he can't. If wait I was out. Tony, like if I was Tony though, I would sign Alex Zane. I would sign Alex Zane to Ring of Honor. Mm-hmm. Blake Christensen makes a lot of sense for Ring of Honor. Um, there, there's people like that you could bring in too. I think Jack Hartwell would make sense for Ring of Honor. Um, it just depends on what you want to do. And I'll say this, starting to have a little bit more hope for the Briscoes. Like the fact that not only are they being promoted in this match, but they also are doing a meet and greet. 
at under Ring of Honor's banner. So it's not just WrestleCon, but it's like at Ring of Honor. And I feel like if you just kind of want to get this over with and you don't want to really be associated with them, I feel like you would just kind of be like, okay, we're just going to get through this and then you'll never see these guys again. And it doesn't really have that vibe. So I'm hoping that their careers can continue possibly in Ring of Honor and and see what happens there. So it's a big show this weekend. Um, we'll go into that, and then we'll after we get through the Super Chat, we'll go into what we're looking forward to this weekend, and we'll talk about WrestleMania, and then we'll be done. Um, Vincent Valentine, I appreciate the Super Chat. Thank you very much, man. If Cody beats Seth, does that make AEW look superior? TNA made this mistake all the time when they brought in WWE guys in. When they brought WWE guys in. Um, so here's my thing. I think the character of Seth Rollins is beatable. It's not like he's on some crazy win streak. He's actually on a losing streak heading into WrestleMania. That's what I'm saying. Yeah, yeah. But that's yeah. what I'm saying, right? Yeah. It's almost like he's desperate. And yes. I feel like a surprise of Cody Rhodes will catch him up off guard character-wise to where losing won't necessarily be like really damaging to him. It's like he's on a downward spiral and Cody was just another thing. And then that, I think it possibly can make him um, maybe go face because they need somebody to face Roman. And I think with Vince, like possibly if, if Cody beats Seth, then Vince has screwed Seth and embarrassed him at WrestleMania, and that might make him go against Vince, which could possibly turn him babyface and go in and and, uh, eventually feud with Roman, possibly. But like I said, I don't know what they plan on for Cody. Yeah, I kind of feel like Seth's already a babyface, like based on like how the fans Mm. like sing his music and stuff and like... Mm. I mean, I I know... act like one at all. No, but I'm, I'm just saying like, I feel like that's already kind of like on the way there, like, I'm going to put it this way. I expect Cody to get booed. Well, here's the fans are going to cheer to see Cody, but I think that they will quickly turn on him. So it'll be a lot of the same fans that wanted to boom in AEW are going to be at WrestleMania probably. So like I could see Cody getting booed against Seth Rollins. If that makes sense. Yeah. So no, I, 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 I even thought, I even thought to myself, like, does Cody get a you sold out chant? Because I know it's WWE, but there's a lot of smart marks there that watch AEW. And, like, does he get a you sold out chant at, at WrestleMania? Or a big AEW chant. That's probably yeah, going to happen. That could happen. I'll chant it. I'll do it. Yeah. But I, you got to have some people to go with you otherwise you just look like an idiot don't get me started on those (laughs) those fans that start chants and then don't take the hint and they do it for like a couple of minutes completely by themselves that's oh yeah or like it it, you know it builds it does its thing but then they don't get it that it's over right like we're we're done we we rode the wave it's gone now I had a friend in co- I had a friend in college who was notoriously bad about that. Like he'd always be like standing near us, and he would do it at every football game, every basketball game. So so embarrassing. Great guy, actually a big wrestling fan. Also, great yeah. guy. You might yeah. might be watching this. You oh, know who well. you are if you're hearing this. Awesome. <laughs> it's all good. We all we all have our our quirks and things. Yeah, um, for sure. 
Yeah, so let's um, – we got everything answered, right? I think so. Vincent was the last name that I had on there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So let's let's kind of talk about uh, the weekend. What are the stuff that you're really looking forward to? Um, what are what are your recommendations that people really should try to check out if they can this weekend? Because I know last weekend, last year, when you're talking about like the collective, I'm just like. Okay, what's good? What is what's a big show? What do I need to see? And then when you go back and you're like, holy crap, this happened. This was amazing. Wow, why didn't I know about this and all that? So what what do you view as like the can't miss shows this year? So I'm I'll actually There's be doing I'll be doing a collective preview for Fightful that'll go up tomorrow. I gotta record it tomorrow morning. But so I'm gonna go through like all the cards, all the matches, uh, it'll probably be like an hour, hour and a half long. Last year it was three hours long because they also did the IWTV showcase of the Indies at the same time as the collective. Oh, wow. So oh, there wow. was just, but, um, so I'll be talking a lot about the collective tomorrow. I don't have everything, you know, right in front of me at the moment, but I'll say, I mean, spring break, that's going to be, th those two shows are going to be like, that's the most excited I am. If you could only break. pick one, which one would you pick? Uh, night one. So, because if AJ beats uh, beats Oxley. Mox, I think that's a pretty big deal. Yeah. Um, although I love the Cluster F. I love. Yeah, I'm sure I'm, you do. I love it. Um, sure and Sean Ross Sapp, shout out Sean, is in the match. Um, but uh, and then of course Ring of Honor, Supercard of Honor. I think it looks really good from what we know of the show. So that's another one that I definitely will recommend. Um, I'm going to be doing a watch along for Bloodsport on the True Heel Heat channel um, with those guys. So like I'll be on as a guest um, on Thursday. So I'm looking forward to Bloodsport a lot. Um, and like Ninja Max on Bloodsport. <laughs> I mean, yeah, I wish he was facing somebody a little bit more badass, but yeah. It's him and Yoya, isn't it? Yeah. You don't like Yoya? He's small, no. but he's he's, yeah. he's he's solid. Um, it's not to say he's small. He acts like a little kid too. Like he's just yeah, I'm not. He's okay. Like, I don't like. Oh God, it's him. Like Eli Everfly. I'm not a fan of him at all. <laughs> but um, yeah, yeah, exactly. No, <laughs> but but uh, I just when I think blood sport, I don't really think of you know. Yo, yo, whatever. Yeah. The Bloodsport card is, is interesting. Like, the For the Culture card is actually a bit weak this year. Um, I thought it's really weak. I'm like, does yeah. AJ Gray not know how to book? Because I'm not I'm, I'm not, not saying anything it. about AJ Gray. Yeah, I, I'm just saying. I don't think this is a solid card. No, the, the last, the, the last, first the last couple of years yeah. have been bangers. Yeah, exactly. That. Uh, yeah, the the first two for the culture shows were awesome. I would I would rather watch the Gringo Loco show than the for the culture show. In my yeah. opinion, well, I agree with that. Yeah, I mean, there's also Planet Death. If you're into death matches, uh, that that's one, like a midnight thing, right? Too. I uh, yeah, I think so. I think it can um, be midnight, but that one, I think that's the show that has Jimmy Lloyd versus Sadika. So yeah, okay, you know, that'll probably rule. Oh, speaking yeah. of Jimmy, speaking of Jimmy Lloyd, um, my interviews with like the GCW uh, guys that I talked to is up on Fightful Select, and if you want to go to the website Fightful.com, they've uh, got some articles out of some of those interviews I did, and one of them was Jimmy Lloyd. Cole Radrick hinted that he may be in the Cluster F, so I'm happy for that. 
Uh, I saw that Kamikaze is in the cluster F, which is Ninja Max alter ego. The heel yes. version of Ninja Max is basically what it's supposed to be. So he he, I, I had him fully explain the the all the differences between mask and unmasked red mask versus black mask versus. He even gave us an exclusive that he has a green suit also made that he's never used but he will use eventually because he said that his gear is based off of a roulette table so like you have or the game roulette so like he has black he has red and then like no one ever bets green apparently i don't know much about roulette but he was talking about how no one ever bets green and so he has a green suit and mask that he's never worn before but like he has in mind kind of i think he's gonna wear it in noah but uh yeah but so but that's that's how deep the whole thing with like his masks and and he also told me that he i never picked up on it but he said he used to not wear the mask against luchadors because he didn't want to come off as disrespectful towards the mask with the people who had like the lineage of yeah the mask so like he explains all that to me because i asked i was like mask no mask red black fuck mac kamikaze mac like what's right like what where does all how do you explain all this to somebody yeah. who, who would be new you know to you so uh um i'm trying to think of what else is coming uh effie i think the rest stuff coming up i think the wrestlecon super show is a banger I, yeah. that one that one really hurts me that I don't get to go to that one because it is stacked. And then they're also giving a $5,000 reward to whoever has the best match voted by the fans. So the fans are going to vote cool. whoever has the best match and they get five grand. So um, they're going to be motivated to go out there and, and tear it up. And there's like even like a five on five with like team PCO versus team Onita and, um, the Briscoes are facing uh, low key and homicide. Like there's some, there's some really good matches. Then there's New Japan Super sh- uh, the the Strong Style Show, which is, um, I believe it's it's Suzuki versus Killer Cross. It's um, Ishi versus Chris Dickinson. Daniel Garcia is on that card and like a little four way thing. They have like a. And then there's the USA versus the world, which is like Davey Richards versus uh, Mike Speedball Bailey. Um, Rick Swan's in the main event. There, there's some, there's some good stuff there too. So, independent wise, yeah, there's a lot. Um, you know, if you're a big WWE fan, you can watch NXT Stand and Deliver on Saturday evening, I believe. I think it's like... No, it's, a, no, it's like a, 11 a.m. or something. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's yeah. like almost, yeah, like around noonish or something. So you can watch that if you don't want to pay for any of the independent shows. So there's there's something going on every single day. Um, uh, my final lineup is basically I'm getting there Thursday. I'm going to WrestleCon. I'm going to try to knock out whatever I can. And I don't know if you've seen it, but they've added a bunch of AEW names to WrestleCon. So like Britt Baker, um, Adam Cole, Moxley, Ruby Soho, uh, Anna Jay, Jungle Boy, the Lucha Bros. Was, was, Nick, was Nick Wayne on that? 
Not at WrestleCon. Not wrestling because I know he's wrestling over the weekend. I just can't remember where he was because I consider him an AEW guy, even though he's not technically there yet. But yeah, not at WrestleCon. Yeah. He might okay. he might be a Ring of Honor. You never know. It makes sense if they yeah, put him I on think, there. I think I think that that is what he's going to do. Actually, why yeah, not? Why not just do right. Ninja Mac and Nick Wayne at Ring of Honor? Yeah, which which they might. I mean, Ninja Mac legitimately had no idea who he's wrestling still. So like, he just put in suggestions for like OG, uh, Ring of Honor people but like if yeah and i I'm, I'm 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 serious business here steven so i bought a portable phone charger yep so i will have that in my pocket as long with my phone to make sure that i have a charge all day long because anyway so i have wrestlecon then i'm going to joey janelle's spring break on thursday night and then after that i get up in the morning i go to wrestlecon in at 9 a.m and then i will be there all the way till like 5 p.m and then I'm heading down to Ring of Honor. And then after Ring of Honor, that I'll be done because I'm probably not going to the Cluster F. Because that, if I was, and straight from Ring of Honor, you go to the Cluster F. After that um, would be Saturday. I'm going to WrestleCon again. And then that USA versus the World show is on there as well. And I already have tickets to it as GA by being a super fan or whatever. So I can go to that if I want to, or I can just try to knock out more meet and greets. Um, and then after that, um, I go to WrestleMania night one. And then the next day, Shawn Michaels is doing the meet and greet from one to three at the Superstore. Um, he's 150 bucks. So that's where I'm kind of like on the fence, but I probably will do it because he's like the GOAT. And then after that, WrestleMania night two, and then that'll that'll be my weekend. So, yeah, that's a hell of a weekend. Yeah, yeah I have a good time. I'll be yeah. watching. It's funny because I'll be watching more wrestling than that probably. But your your experience is going to be completely different because it's going to be so much getting from this place to this place, and then like yep. marking out live, then having to get from this place to this place yep. and marking out live. Um, and I'll just be in front of like five monitors just like just like watching all this stuff yep oh my god it's it's very much it reminds me of like how starcast was that's what i'm hoping the experience was because i met 27 people in two days of starcast and i got it way cheaper though because what they would do is half off like well towards the end so like if brian cage was 30 he was only 15 if darby allen was 20 he was only 10 like you just and so i started racking them up and then even the big names you know, if the bucks were a hundred, they were only 50 and so on and so on. So I really took advantage of that. But I mean, I'm eyeing a good 16 or so people that I'm, I'm looking at at WrestleCon. So hopefully I can uh, come back with a, a ton of meet and greet photos and see how that goes. Oh, you know, who's, I think is going to be there. You gotta get me. Oh man. It's probably won't even be that expensive. What's that? There's going to be a certain best knockout impact wrestler of all time that i'm pretty sure is going to be there certain oh she might oh, be from oh, wow. your area oh wow okay okay if yeah, it's chief wanna... i'm just saying like... <laughs> <laughs> oh man awesome come on oh by the way we're talking about brooke tax mocker yeah, uh, brooke yeah, adams yeah. whoever whatever yeah, you want to yeah, call yeah. her she's um, probably definitely there no yeah no, i saw i saw like okay we me and doug share the live rounds twitter account and i haven't followed many people on it but this is one of the few people i have followed 
and the Instagram account. Sorry, sorry, the Instagram account. I can't yeah. apologize. And Twitter's I, all me. And I, I, yes, we have very separate Twitters, but yes, but but uh, yeah, our Instagram is shared, and I uh, I rarely ever use it, but I did follow her on there, so I, I think I saw it in like one of her stories on there that uh, she's gonna be at WrestleCon. So, yeah. anyways, shout out to uh, Brooke Adams if you ever hear this. Everyone's gonna be there, a lot of people, except Will freaking Osprey. Like, damn it, you know what kills me? <laughs> he is $25 in Chicago. $25. Like, I would drop a hundred yeah. bucks to meet him. Like $25. And it's $25 to meet him and Jay White. Like, what what I mean, come on. I would easily do that. So that that just rips. I, I I just keep missing him every time that he's here. And then like what killed me was is when I went to the New Japan G1 in Dallas. They did a press conference of literally all of them except Moxley because Moxley had just recently been released and he wasn't able to make it. I think he was in AEW at the time, but he just recently was. And so like fifteen of these guys were there. But only like five selected were chosen to do the meet and greet. And I'm not really complaining because, I mean, the five, like, it was like Kenta, Tanahashi, Kota Ibushi, Sonata, Ishii, uh, Jushin Liger. Like, they had some really good ones. But, man, like, if Will was just doing a meet and greet there, I would have met him and it would have been over. And this nightmare of mine would be done. But... (laughs) I just, I don't know. Hopefully one day, man. Hopefully I, uh, one day. You mentioned Ishii a couple of times. Just real quick. Did you see that, you know, they're doing him versus Jonah at Impact Rebellion? Yeah. That's yeah. pretty cool. I'm going to talk well, about that on the spotlight with Jeremy. I think that is like Speaking of that and the WrestleCon, it's Impact Multiverse, which is mm-hmm. like uh, Forbidden Door matches, basically. So they have an Ultimate X there. They have a lot of good stuff. Like, honestly, if you were just to do WrestleCon and you went to the M- WrestleCon Super Show, you went to the Impact Show, you went to the New Japan Show, you went to the USA versus the World Show, uh, you would be probably set. You wouldn't have to go anywhere. So, But if you want more of like a crazy ECW adultish atmosphere, then you want to do the collective. You know what I mean? So it's it's uh, there's just a lot to choose from. But luckily, there's so much good stuff that it's hard to make decisions. It's not like it's just like, man, I guess I'll just go to this show. It's the only one really worth the crap. Like, there's a lot of shows. Like, if I wasn't going to Ring of Honor, I probably Ringo Loco. That, that's what I was saying. I'd yeah. probably do that, or I would do the New Japan show, one or the other. But yeah. Because Gringo Loco show, it has John Morrison versus Jack Cartwheel, which I think will be sick. And then it also has AR Fox versus Ninja Mac. Like, there's some really good stuff on there. Yeah. Yeah. So much good stuff. Can't can't wait. Looking forward so to it. So number, number one match you're looking forward to? Probably Mox versus AJ Gray. Like, I know I keep yeah. going back to it, but, like, that could be a humongous moment for AJ, like, if he beats because like even non uh like non-indie fans i think would hear about that to, to some yep. degree where it's like because like john who did john mosley lose to you know what i mean like yep. and then you kind of learn who he is and maybe watch gcw um or mox might retain it's very possible he retains but but yeah. aj has been losing a lot of his independent titles the last few weeks okay. so like it, it 
kind of makes me feel like they're going to put the belt on him and they're going to be doing a lot more like going forward that he'll need to be a part of it. Just, it is a hunch that I have, like, it, I don't know anything, no spoil. Well, his, but... his title defenses will be brutal. Like well, he's already like got he, that extreme title that I think they'll just right. merge with the world title. Well, right. and then, but, but like just to be able to have their champion almost like at every show would be a big deal for them because lately they haven't been able to do that. So it makes sense for him to win for sure. I think he's going to win. I do too. I'll, I'll be talking about like Jeremy on the spotlight as well on Thursday for like the, when we talk about the Indies. So yeah, there's a, yeah, it's a stacked weekend. Um, we can, Go through our WrestleMania picks real quick. We got like two yeah. minutes or so. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah go we're not gonna we're not gonna deep dive in all this stuff. I know I'll do a prediction show with Jesse probably on like Friday. I'll probably deep dive more into WrestleMania then. Um, there you go. <laughs> Shout out to you. Yeah, appreciate that, man. A Sting, a Sting and Brooke fan, very much so. Very much so. That, that's something that if if anyone ever wants to get me, well, I've already just put it out there to Doug if he runs into her, but. Um, that that would be something that would massively pop me like as a wrestling fan would be if like somebody like you had the opportunity to get me like any kind of like wrestling merchandise and like you decided to get me something that was brooke adams like that would be don't care if it's an eight by ten don't care if it's uh whatever she's selling i don't know um but uh matt thank you very much you're now at 14 dollars um so you still have two potential entries to the uh rust rumble contest speaking of this is the, the time now, y'all. Like, if you wanted to get potential entries for Wrestle Rumble, we're gonna pick a winner after me and Doug go through our picks. So you have between now and our predictions to put it out there. Um, you can include in the super chats for the donations with the link below. You can uh give us your predictions for WrestleMania or read them out. You can ask us questions about WrestleMania, like anything you got, we'll make sure to put it on the screen and we will address it. And once again. You have you could potentially win an entry for Russell Rumble that could potentially win you one thousand dollars just by sending us a super chat and day on this show. And if you guys haven't, please hit that like button. If you're not able to donate, it always helps the channel. If you guys hit that like button, definitely appreciate it. So, thank you guys for tuning in. Um, still have thirty eight people here, so I really appreciate that as well. And uh, yeah, let's go over WrestleMania predictions. You got the card pulled up? I do. So. We're gonna we're, we're not gonna deep dive on all this stuff. No, we can't. Um, but we've already talked about the bulk of like what we care about when it comes to the show already. So you've gotten right. you've gotten you've gotten that as, as viewers, I think already. Like we, you know, how we feel about the company and WrestleMania. Doug's gonna be there live. We hope yep. it's a good show because Doug is spending a lot of money and he is still yep. attending it. Um, yep. so on yep. uh, night one, uh, we got uh, Becky Lynch versus Bianca Belair, Raw Women's Title. Who you got? I would have said Bianca, but after Raw, I'm going with Becky because the way that they book is whenever the person gets the best of that person on Raw, then the other person wins the match. And Bianca gave Becky her finisher and cut her hair. So to me, I think Becky's going to get her revenge and win at WrestleMania. Yeah, uh, that's that all totally makes sense. Um, I'm just gonna go Bianca Belair. I'm just gonna be as like, if not her, then who? And to be honest, and I, if if not now, then when? Exactly. She would have lost twice to Becky. This is supposed to be like her redemption to Becky over that disaster of a SummerSlam situation. 
But the way that they're booking it, man, it yeah. sure feels like Becky's going to win. So I'm going to go with Becky. Yep. I'm going to I'm gonna go with Bianca because I'm with you, though, with, like, why even put her in this match if she's not going to win? Like, yeah. if it's done, it's done uh, as far as, like, them caring about her or them posting This was her. basically supposed like, to be the redemption match. Like, right. This is what the whole thing was supposed to be. But I don't know. Maybe they've decided to go a different direction. Maybe they're just not happy with what's going, what she's doing. I don't, I don't know, but the way that they're booking it sure seems like it's going to be, uh, it's going to be Becky. Yeah, Rey Mysterio and Dominic Mysterio versus the Miz and Logan Paul. That's pretty. I, I think it's pretty clear that the Mysterios are going to win. Logan will probably turn on the Miz or something. Um, Did you see Logan do a frog splash like in no, practice? I didn't. It, looked, it looked pretty solid. Did it? I think he yeah. might be impressive. Like you know, if Bad Bunny can do this, Logan Paul can definitely do this. He's a hell of an athlete. Very true. Very true. Um, I mean, the man boxed Floyd Mayweather for God's sake. Right. Um, you got the Mysterios as well. Yep. Definitely. Okay. Uh, we got Drew McIntyre versus Happy Corbin with Matt. I, I just, I, I want to go away. I don't. I, that might be the bathroom break match for me. Yeah, you're up first on the pick. I got Drew McIntyre. I got Drew McIntyre as well. We got this one. I'm actually waffling on. We have the Usos defending the SmackDown Tag Team Titles against Nakamura and Rick Boogs. Um, I know very little about Rick Boogs. Um, He's I actually the guitar know, guy, right? Well, no, no, I know who he is. Yeah, 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 it's that guy. But I actually knew of him outside of the WWE. He had gone viral, like, before I'd ever... I didn't even realize it was the same guy initially. But, like, I'd seen him on the internet as, like, this meme before he was in the WWE. Um, anyways, I think I'm going to go Nakamura and Boogs. I don't know. I just have a feeling about it. Boogs has been the champions a long time. It also puts in, like, a seed of doubt for Roman. Like, yeah the next night if, if if they lose then it's like wow roman really could lose and then the whole bloodline is panicking because they lost the gold you know what i mean right and there's also potential story and like the usos retaining and roman losing and the usos being like you hold on a second like you're right the table like and we got our lost. titles still like so it's gonna go a lot of ways but i'm just gonna go with nakamura and boogs like why not i'm gonna go with the usos it's always a safe pick um after that, we have the New Day, uh, King Woods and Kofi Kingston. So King and King, they could have like called it that, I guess, or something. I don't know. Versus Seamus yeah. and Ridge Holland um, with Butch on the outside, it looks like. You don't think that like, you know, maybe accidentally breaking Biggie's neck couldn't give Butch the opportunity to possibly wrestle this match i feel like everybody would be much happier if this was butch and sheamus versus new day um but uh yeah i i have no idea what the storyline of this is or whatever but i'm just gonna go with new day just because they're the more over group and you know win one for biggie type thing yeah i'm i'm gonna go with the new day as well for pretty much the same reasons and uh, my uh, the notepad that I had up here just disappeared with the names for the super chat, so I'll have to get those again in a second. Um, but yeah, I'm gonna go with the new day as well. Uh, let's see, who do we have after that? Uh, Sh- man, Sheamus is so lame, isn't he? Like, it's like, so it's, just, it's, it's like, over, it's, it's yeah. over. Like, let's um, just let's just move on. Yeah, the whole thing with yeah, all, they're in the wrong era completely. All right, yeah. we have uh. Seth Rickin Rollins versus to be announced. Uh, someone that Mr. McMahon winds up announcing. Let's assume it's Cody. Um, okay. 
Uh, I'll say Cody wins because there's I just can't I just can't choose I otherwise. Can't, I can't either. And not only that, like it makes absolutely no sense. The guy's on a losing streak. You s- surprise him with Cody Rhodes, and he just goes in there and beats Cody, and it's that's it. Like it can't be that. I mean, it could be. That's they're, they're the WWE, but um, I'm gonna go with Cody Rhodes as well. Um. And I'll, I will say, though, if it's, like, Shane, I'll go with Rollins. I think if it's, like, anyone except for Cody, Rollins will win. Um, if it's Gable Stevenson, I'll, I'll go with Gable. Oh, yeah, Gable Stevenson, that's a good one. That's a good I, – I like that scenario that you brought up earlier. Um, so, yeah, I'll go with – we're both going to go with Cody over Rollins if that is the match. And then we have Charlotte Flair versus Ronda Rousey for the SmackDown Women's Championship. Um I have not watched any of Ronda's return outside of mm. her wrestle or uh, Royal Rumble match. I I'm a Charlotte Mark. I'm I'm just gonna go with Charlotte. I don't know. I'm gonna go with Ronda. She's just it, it, her promos are bad enough. If she loses too, like loses her matches, also like I just feel like there's just no purpose for her even being there. So I think I'm gonna go with Ronda. The only thing I could see making sense potentially is like. If Ronda beats Charlotte and Becky beats Bianca, and then they do Ronda versus Becky to unify the title soon, if they are going to unify stuff, yeah, um, I could see that maybe. But uh, yeah, I'll go with Charlotte just because I'm a Charlotte Mark. And then uh, uh, the, the what most people are saying is going to close night one would be Kevin Owens and Steve Austin uh, confrontation on the KO show. So can't really make a prediction there, but if we or make a prediction. Steve Austin was probably going to open up a can of whoop ass and hit some I think it's going to be a bra for about eight minutes. Yeah. Yeah. I can Something see that. like that. Um, WrestleMania night two, we've got Queen Zelina and Carmella, who apparently are the WWE women's tag team champions. They're going to be defending their titles against Sasha Banks and Naomi, Rhea Ripley and Liv Morgan in Italian Shayna Baszler. I didn't know that any of these women teamed with each other. Um, <laughs> I'm going to go with Sasha Banks and Naomi mainly because they're, you know, who I like most. Sasha, over. Well, Sasha is the best wrestler out of everyone in this match. And yep. then uh, Naomi's very good as well. And like the two of them together, like, you know what I mean? Like you might, if you're going to make them a team, you might as well have them win this. So. Yeah, uh, only thing that holds me back a little bit is Sasha's never won at WrestleMania. She's like 0-7 or something. So if they want to keep that going, then she, her, she's not going to win. But I, I'm, I'm going to pick the same people, Sasha and Naomi. All right, after that we've got Johnny Knoxville and Sami Zayn. Oh uh, you're up God. first on this prediction. It's mm. anything goes. Oh my god. Uh I really don't know and don't really care. Uh I'm going Sami Zayn. I'm gonna go Sami Zayn also, especially with it being anything goes. I think Johnny Knoxville will will take a spill in a fantastic way. Like he'll like, you know, fall off something really dangerous or something. Like if he uh, does the Shane McMahon bump, like from Backlash against like the big show where he falls off the whole thing, or the Steve Blackman Shane McMahon bump from SummerSlam, the kendo stick, please, yes, do that. That will be actually worth my time. But otherwise, like, oh my god. 
God. I don't yeah. want to watch that at all. And like you saw him in the Royal Rumble. He was awful. Oh, yeah. I mean, like, he was awful in the new jacket. I mean, just an old man who's beat up because he does bad stunts for a living. After right. that, so yeah, we're both today, Sami Zayn. I could, I, there is no way for me to articulate how little I care about this. Um, yeah. uh, after that, we have, uh, honestly, just following it up with Pat McAfee. very similar. Yeah, we have Pat McAfee versus Austin Theory. I love Pat I'm McAfee. a fan of Pat, though. So, yeah. like, at least, I, and, his match with Adam Cole was good. So was War Games. Yeah. Right. So yeah. I'm actually somewhat looking forward to this, to be honest with you. I'll, I'll be honest. It, this is not on the same level as a Johnny Knoxville thing. Like, no. I, I, it's unfair of me to kind of said that. Like, no, Pat McAfee has done great in his NXT matches. Um, I actually think Pat McAfee is going to beat Austin Theory in this one. I do, too. And I do think Vince McMahon's going to get involved too, which is going to add more of an element to it. I think it's going to be a fun match. I honestly, I'm not really dreading this match. I actually kind of like it. I absolutely hate the Knoxville Sami Zayn match, though. It's just yeah, yeah, we're on the same on the same wavelength with that. We've got RK Bro, Riddle and Orton defending the Raw Tag Team Titles against the Street Profits, who I think are heels now. Um, or at least they attacked RK Bro at the end of Raw, I think. Yeah, um, yeah, they did. And then Al and Alpha Academy, Otis and uh, Chad Gable. Uh, I'm just gonna assume that RK Bro retains here. Like, yeah, they're, they're like the biggest stars by far in the match. So, well, and I heard they're big merch sellers. I heard they're super over. I mean, I, it, it makes kind of sense. I do think though that it's gonna come to an end somewhat soon. I think that they're gonna win for sure. Um. But then you'll by SummerSlam, by SummerSlam, they will be wrestling each other. I think that's very possible. I, yeah, it, it's just a matter of time. But it is kind of interesting hearing Orton like publicly talking about how much he's like loving this run in his in his career. So that's been that's been cool. Yeah. Um. But yeah, I got to go with RK, bro. They're just, I mean, it's Randy. If it was even Randy Orton in a, in a handicap match against these two other teams, I'd pick Randy Orton because he's Randy Orton. It's WrestleMania. Um, we got Edge versus AJ Styles. I think this match is going to be one of the best matches of the, the either night. Um, yeah. Uh, you're first on the pick on this one. Who do you think wins? Mm. It's a tough mm. one to call. Yeah, it is. I think because Edge is heel, AJ's going to win. I, I'm going to go with Edge just because I think I think just the way that Vince looks at this, I think is going to be like Edge's Edge's Edge, and this is like this whole comeback and the heel turn and the the music change and the character change and all that. I think I also gonna... don't think this is over either. I think this will happen at the next pay per view as well. The, the WrestleMania backlash. I could I could see that. I and, and I think AJ is just in a position with the WWE and with Vince where like Vince views him as like an awesome worker and just like ultra reliable. And yeah. it doesn't matter to Vince if AJ's winning or losing. Because like as long as I he's... think I think he's hit that Kurt Angle territory where like Kurt was just known as the guy that was like gonna have the best match of the night and a guy that you could always rely on, but he didn't really care if like Kurt won or lost or had the title. I think that's kind of where AJ's at at this point. Yeah, yeah, I see what you're saying. That that makes sense. Um, but I also I could also see AJ winning 
and then Edge like snapping even more and challenging him to a rematch or something like that. Like you took away my moment and blah 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 blah. I can see it go that way too. So I yeah, I could as well. Yeah, I, I I like that match because I think stylistically it's a good matchup. We've never seen it before, and the the outcome is unpredictable. So like I, I and there, I, there I could be more layers. It. Like this is a match that you could add a gimmick to at the in the second rematch, and you could possibly go to a steel cage or you know whatever. Like there could definitely be more to it. Yeah, for sure. I thought it was funny on BTE by the way this week. Did you see the the newest the BTE three hundred? I, I didn't. I didn't. Uh, it's great. There's like a lot of throwback stuff okay, cool. it was a lot of fun I'll definitely worth out. watching but at the very okay. end they do like the thing with the young bucks where like it shows them then like you hear like the rewind sound and like it goes it's like yo the episode isn't over just yet and it's uh the hardys and the young bucks talking to each other backstage and talking about how like they're just gonna be like it's gonna be like the best match of all time best you know who's the best tag team ever stuff and then like christian like peeks his head and he's like do i need to find a tag team partner so it's nice. like oh uh, they're like hinting like they might go after edge nice um, but uh but anyway so that he'll bring jungle boy yeah <laughs> yeah marco stunt who he replaced um right next match we have here very excited for this one the addition of this match um man oh, yeah. oh i know i know what you're about stuff. to say i know what um, you're about to say we got bobby lashley taking on omos I am 100% going with Omos in this one. What about you? I think Omos is going to win. Yeah, me too. Yeah. In the main event of the show, we have Brock Lesnar defending the WWE Championship against Roman Reigns, who's defending his Universal Championship. This is winner takes all to unify the titles. Paul Heyman is in the corner of Roman Reigns. Doug, who leaves this show as world champion? Brock Lesnar. Oh, I'm going Roman. By the way, I watched those evil documentaries, and the Roman one is sick. Really? really I haven't watched yet, but they look pretty good. It's really good, and it makes you really realize how much the crowd hated him. And, I mean, I knew that, but, like, you go back, and you're like, God dang, man. Like, the guy got cancer, and they're still booing him afterwards. And then, like... 15 minutes of you suck, you suck, just just had to take it all. One thing I didn't realize, though, is in his FCW character, he was a heel. And he was like a cocky guy. He's like, you see this watch? You see what I have? Like, And that's what he's kind of morphed into, and he's kind of always wanted to be this way. But one thing that came across is like he really feels like he has power now. So he runs the show. He does what he wants to do. And I don't even think that that's him being in character. I think that's the truth. I think that he knows that his worth and that you're not going to just tell him that this is what you're going to do. And if you don't like it tough, like he's, he's like, no, I don't, I, this ain't working for me. I'm going to do something different. But I mean, even, even that raw promo, his presence, he's gotten so much better. He's fully comfortable being himself now at this point. So I definitely think Roman is is very good. Um, the only reason that I'm picking um, Brock is I just think the title reign has to end at some point. And I just don't think you can have a four or five year title reign. I just don't. And I think that they just need to break it up and then Roman can get the belt back later on. But that's why I'm picking yeah. Brock. Well, I mean, Roman is 
with everything you just said a second ago, like it's he has all the leverage with that company right now. Like he's in Boy, such he, a, he is in such a good spot. Like he's in a position where like they don't have all their former stars are gone. He's like the one guy they've invested in. Like, um, so yeah, he can call the shots because I mean we saw what happened. He literally just stopped showing up during COVID. And then when he came back, they immediately put the title on him. He's had it ever since. Like yeah. um so, but yeah, I'm going with Roman just because I think that they will just keep this rolling with him. And like Roman's never beat Brock one-on-one. I don't think well, I think he has. I think he beat him in Saudi Arabia one time, maybe. Um, but usually the dynamic was different. Roman was the supposed to be the baby face, Brock was supposed to be the heel. The matches never really lived up to the hype. And uh now I think that this is kind of Roman's big like WWE like gives him like the big win definitively over Brock, I feel like, but I don't know. I, I mean, that Brock Lesnar. And also he's Brock never Lesnar. he's never beat Brock at Mania, and that's part of the the whole right. like I need I need this for my legacy. So he very well could win. Um, but I do think that the babyface Brock character has been a lot of fun, and I do think that they just need to break this this title reign up for a little bit, and then he can get the belt back and go and do his thing again. So yeah. Something I noticed as well uh, as we wrap up, uh, I no Intercontinental Champion on this, no mm-hmm. U.S. Champion on this, like no Andre the Giant Battle Royal. That's going to be all on SmackDown. Oh, so. That's right. I think they're calling it WrestleMania SmackDown. I saw advertised. Um, no twenty four seven Championship on one. Um, Plus, uh, titles right after SmackDown is the uh, the Hall of Fame ceremony. So that's, right. that's going to be an interesting deal because like if you bought a ticket to SmackDown, you get to stay for the Hall of Fame. But I don't know like how long that's going to go. And is that on the network? Have they even advertised that to be on Peacock? Or is that just going to be taped and then shown later on? I, I honestly have no idea. It used to be on the network, though. Yeah. Um, but I mean, it so. wouldn't even start till nine. And then, like, I don't know if they want to have, like, a hard one hour, two hour, if if only, like, two people are getting speeches and the rest are just going to stand up and get their reward. Like, I'm not sure. And I'll also say this. Hall of Fame class, pretty stacked. Steiner Brothers, Undertaker, Vader. Yep. Only one that's... Uh, Charmel. Charmel. Uh, no way. Yeah. No way. Not, no way. Not Hall of Fame worthy. I'm sorry. Um uh, oh Shad also getting the Warrior Award. Well, that yeah, awesome. yeah, that's that's yeah, that one million percent needs to happen. Like that's yep. yeah, I'm all for that. Um, but yeah, the Charmel thing. I mean, that's because it's Houston and Booker T's influence, I think. And because she wasn't a wrestler, she she was a Nitro girl. I remember her as a Nitro yep. girl, and she was never a wrestler. She was like a, she a, has a, a manager long... for a short time. She has a long lineage of like wrestling, like for, uh, legacy wise. Like she was in WCW, she was in WWE, she was in TNA. Like she's been around. She's definitely a wrestling personality that people know who she is. But like contributions is literally like hardly anything. Like she didn't really do much, you know. King Booker. That's, that's like pretty that's, much it. Yeah, like, yeah, that, that right there. Yeah, I mean, so. Yeah, and there are there are other people that like really deserve it way more than she does that mm-hmm. aren't in the Hall of Fame. So I'll just, for whatever that's worth. Um, okay, well, 
Uh, I, I think I have all the names for the drawing. Uh, I'm going to read them out real quick. And there's a little bit of a lag. So if you're still in the chat and I don't name your name, please let me know in the chat like right now if you aren't called and you did send a super chat. Um, but I have Matt Phillips reviews on here twice. I have Michael Jung on here. I never know if it's Young or Jung. Uh, Michael Young on here twice. Or sorry, on here once. Uh, Chris Warden on here once. And Vincent Valentine on here once. Yeah. I think that's everybody. Um, so I'm going to give you all a second here to let me know if I'm missing anybody. And I'll also let you know while we're waiting. Thank you once again to Unkind Esports for being a part of the show. Make sure to follow them on all social media at Unkind Esports and check out their website, unkindesports.com. If you're an MMA fan or a wrestling fan, which we know you are if you watch this show, uh, they are over there too. So you'll fit in really well with their community. If you're a gamer, you'll love it. If you want to get into video games or you want to play video games with them, for them, watch them play video games, whatever it is, check out Unkind Esports. They're good people. They help support the show. And uh, thank you again, Unkind Esports. Once again, that's unkindesports.com and all social media at Unkind Esports. So I'm not seeing anyone else say anything. So I'm going to pull this up on the screen, actually. I'm going to do share screen. And I'm going to share this screen right here. So, so it's a little bit, you know, y'all can still see all the names there. So I'm going to hit this button here. Uh, whoever's name pops up is going to be the winner of a free WrestleRumble.com WrestleMania Pick'em Contest entry. Um, and you can win $1,000 cash over there at WrestleRumble.com. They also have a lot of belt giveaways going on right now, too. They're only $1 to enter, and they're giving away a whole bunch of replica world title belts and, and various title belts, custom title belts, a whole bunch of cool stuff. So check out WrestleRumble.com and follow them on all social media at WrestleRumble. Um, if your name is... is it winds up popping up here. We just need to make sure we can contact you. So please hit me or Doug up on Twitter or, you know, we just got to get your email address so that WrestleRumble, so WrestleRumble can send you your free entry. And they go out on Saturday, but you'll have them plenty of time before the show starts. The winner of a free WrestleRumble entry to the Mania Pick'em Contest is... Hey, Matt Phillips Reviews. Congratulations, Matt. Um, if you are still watching right now, please let us know what your email address is. Uh, you can message or let us know what your Twitter is so we can DM you on Twitter to get your email address. Um, if you're not still here, we got to figure out a way of contacting you. We'll try to find you on Twitter. Um, so hopefully you see this, Matt. Um, and if not, we will do our best to get in contact with you so that you get that uh, free entry. Doug, you got anything else before we get out of here, man? No, nope, I'm just going to have a crazy weekend. I'll have plenty of stories to mm -hmm. share when I come back. And uh, everybody enjoy wrestling. Um, like I said, it's not just about WWE. It's the whole wrestling weekend. There's great shows to look forward to. So try to find something that, that you're going to want to watch. And, and uh, definitely there's literally something for everyone out there this weekend. So... I personally, if you're an AEW fan, I would, I would like, I would think that you would really enjoy the new Ring of Honor and and see what that is because I think it's going to be a mix of Ring of Honor slash AEW and kind of see where Ring of Honor's heading in the future. So uh, yeah, it should be a should be a really good weekend. Absolutely, um, yeah, I'll be super busy 
the rest of this week and weekend uh, with various shows, uh, watching shows and uh, doing live chats and reviews and podcasts and all that stuff. So this is the best week to be a wrestling fan all year, in my opinion. And uh, yeah, a lot of good stuff coming up. So I'm going to hit the outro video. Once again, Michael Phillips Reviews. If you see this, we need to get in contact with you. Um, and uh, yeah, enjoy uh, enjoy WrestleMania. Enjoy The Collective. Enjoy Supercard of Honor, WrestleCon, anything you got going on. Enjoy the weekend. And we'll, uh, we'll be back here next Tuesday, as always, at 10 p.m. or 10, 10 p.m. Eastern. Right. Um, right here, RVD, RVD Tito for Life. See you all next time. Let me get the uh, intro up here. Take care, guys. Enjoy Mania. Enjoy the weekend. Thank you for tuning in to Live Rounds. Make sure you leave a like, leave a comment, and donate to Steven Jensen. He will read out your donations on the next week's show. Also, don't forget to follow Doug Bateman and Steven Jensen on Twitter. And if you like what you heard tonight, check out more Live Rounds episodes.